enough rain stick for today. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, February 9th, 2014. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination episode 590. This is No Agenda. Increasing activation in brain regions from form the mesolimbic dopamine system. Here in FEMA Region 6, the Travis Heights hideout and all this in Texas. Good morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's raining and where <laughs> it rains, it pours. I'm John C. Dvorak. Okay. It's Craig Bot and Buzzkill. The- I don't know. what This is not good. What the hell happened? <laughs> I don't know. It's not good. Something's going on. Let me see what's happening. Uh, why is uh, the computer frozen now all of a sudden? Hold on. Uh, let me just check that again. Oh, yeah. Crack bottom buzzkill. In the morning. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, great. Hey. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's the morning zoo. Hi, everybody, how you doing? Yoo-hoo. Is it really raining? I heard you got uh, something like 10 inches last night. <laughs> is that true? It's about time. Wow. And you know that we're completely responsible for this. Uh, it seems so, or at least it's, ama- it's an amazing cosmic coincidence that once we got the rain sticks going, yeah, it little, began raining yeah, finally, yeah. even though they predicted it wouldn't rain until April. Let me just review. It had not rained for months. Was it four months, five months it hadn't rained in California? Yeah. And we pull out our rain sticks as professionally licensed rain stick operators. Immediately, it starts raining. We did it again on the previous show. You got 10 inches, but Ireland is pissed off. Well, they don't even listen to the show, nor contribute. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, some Irish listeners are, are... I don't know that we have... Do we have... We have... We have oh, this is interesting. I'm getting... I don't remember. I think, yeah, somebody Yes, we do. Dublin we do. Yeah, we got Tommy Boy, a couple other people there. Right, 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 right. And they're really angry. They're tweeting me. Stop with the rain stick. Yeah, I've seen this. these tweets. Yeah. Well. I, you know, it's not... It's not it's, I guess they're getting flooded. I have to say, John... I have lost the Olympic fever. Did you watch the opening ceremonies? Yeah. I, first of all, I watched the pre-games uh, before the ceremony after yeah, I, after I the show on Thursday. Of- no, hold on. I had I had the fever. I was really I had Olympic fever. I was watching the figure skating. You know how much I love the figure skating, and the Russians were just kicking ass, and it was just beautiful. And the Americans sucked. Dude fell down. Ugh. For team skating, I, I miss that because I don't really, I don't like uh, judged sports because I don't think that's really sports. It's mm, well, there is a lot of technicality. My mom was a figure skater. Uh, yeah, there's I, a lot of technicality yeah. in it, but it's still a judged sport, so it's yeah. it's it's subject to corruption. And, <laughs> yeah, and hello, that's part of the beauty of it. It's you know, I remember there was some <laughs> skater once that did some wild stuff, but they didn't think it was. Appropriate, so it's, they it's based. Her. It's based on outfits in ice skating. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's what I like so and much. And makeup, about it. yeah, that's what but I like so much. They wear more about makeup. Uh, I do want to mark it off in the red book, even though it didn't exactly appear. It wasn't the mutt or the mongrel that we had predicted. I saw it in the newspapers. I saw it in USA Today. Stray dog interrupts opening ceremony. I think it's a red book come true once again. And we, this wasn't even. We put it in the red book, but we knew it was going to happen. These things, you know, they're just, they, they're self, they're just obvious. Some of these things are <laughs> just obvious. Yeah. Uh, and now we have, uh, there's all kinds of fun stuff, and we will get into a lot of F Russia stuff today, no doubt, because that involves uh, our friend uh, Victoria Newland. Uh, but um, 
so the, one of the rings didn't open up and immediately some great hoax on the web. I I was hoping someone would pick it up. Did you see this? The, the, apparently the, the, the engineer whose job it was to have all the rings unfold, he was stabbed to death in his hotel room. Oh, how about that? <laughs> well, I thought, <laughs> I, true, I thought it was obviously. on purpose because I, I don't have a clip, mm-hmm. but I, I could get it. It was on uh, Van Cat. Yeah, that's supposed to be the American ring. Is that is that the... Yeah, uh, yeah it was the American yeah. ring that didn't open. Oh, please. I like it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, man responsible. And then they said deny that, but now we're represented by flakes. <laughs> well, <laughs> par it's for the course. Be, this is not an accident. The man responsible for operating the Olympic rings during last night's Winter Olympic opening ceremonies in Russia was found dead. <laughs> yeah, according to local reports, the body of T. Boris Avd- Avdiev, right, Bor- T. Boris Avdiev, <laughs> was found in his hotel room this morning with multiple stab wounds. Sure. <laughs> I wish that had gotten some play. And, and, you know, there's so many things. The, um, uh, Of course, along with the the whole Russia hates gays thing. Uh, it, it didn't take long for people to find out that uh, GNBC edits these broadcasts. And the uh, so the president of the International Olympic Committee uh, had a, a, whole, a whole speech, and he talked about diversity, and they cut a piece out. And immediately, oh, they're, they're, they're deceptive. <laughs> Hello. It's an edited show, people. This is what they do. They need to fit in more advertisements. Yeah, I think there was some break that Matt Lauer goes, uh, and and now they're showing the Russian history, and here's where they they break from the future, from the past to the future, as we break for a commercial, <laughs> or some some crazy yeah, exactly, line like that. Exactly, exactly. No, I think uh, what I saw, everything looked good and it's nice, and you know, just another. Quite, yeah, quite, you know, I thought many of these bits they did, especially the, after they had that horrible walkout of all these athletes and they went to the second part of the yeah. of the show i thought the show was very entertaining yeah i thought it was good too I, and i i kind of liked the whole opening montage and the little girl flying and the little girl flying around like a maniac <laughs> she's doing good doing good flyer and uh yeah there's a bunch of cool stuff what people don't realize is how incredibly commercial these olympic games are and people kind of gloss over it and you know they it, do it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, are you kidding? I think that I think people really believe in this whole, you know, oh, you know, it's our Olympic dream and you're representing your country. No, you're not. You're representing Visa and McDonald's. <laughs> uh, in fact, I, I I stumbled across and I don't watch it often, but I saw Amy Goodman show. <clears throat> she had some uh, some woman on who you know, she was she was clearly a, a Russian uh, expert. Uh, and she brought on uh, Samantha Retrozzi. Samantha Retrozzi, uh, let me see, I have it here. She competed, I think, in 2006 in the luge competition. And she wrote a an article about how the Olympic Games are very similar to um, the Hunger Games. And how, in fact, she says it's so eerily similar where you know, we're all put into groups and it's really, you know, doggy dog. And then she went into the whole commercial thing, and I and I thought it was great that this was on television because you rarely hear anyone really telling the truth. Now she is no longer an Olympiad, an Olympian, uh, and I was quite surprised they even went this far on uh, on the Amy Goodman. Uh, what is the name of her show? A Democracy Now. 
<clears throat> the War and Peace Report. Yeah, the War and Peace Report <laughs> about the commercial, really what, how these, these poor boys and girls, how they're really trained by the International Olympic Committee to do one thing, and that's basically to shill for the advertisers. Well, as a, as a U.S. national team athlete, I signed a contract every year with the U.S. Leisure Association, and that contract stipulated what I could and couldn't say, how I should use my media time. Um, essentially, I was being trained to be a spokesperson for Verizon. <laughs> What would you say about Verizon? <laughs> I loved it. What would you say about Verizon? They um, give great phone service. <laughs> this is how dumb Amy Goodman is. She doesn't even understand the significance of this. No, I would say thanks, Verizon, for making all my Olympic dreams come true. Yeah. My, my, the realization of my of my American Olympic dream. This is it. This is exactly what it is. And I, I think people really don't see yeah, that, Amy John. Amy Goodman's right over her head. She, does, she doesn't even get she it. Knows she's, no, she's thinking the following. Golly, I wish we had advertisers. <laughs> yeah, cool. I could I could talk about their call quality all day long. That would be awesome. Man, a crap luge bitch uh, is enabled by by Verizon. Um, so that's kind of the line. Um, uh, kind of def defines how an athlete talks about their relationship to Verizon. Of course, it's not always that specific line. Um, but during the Olympics, of course, you take on a whole another range of sponsors, uh, you know, the sponsors of the U.S. team in general, um, USOC sponsors. Um, and, the and Olympic Committee sponsors. Yeah, the U.S. Olympic Committee sponsors. Just, <laughs> I feel like Amy still doesn't understand the significance of it. It is a complete commercial event. And the, yeah, and, and everybody's working for free. Well, this girl has to get a part. Listen, she's going to say she has to get a job. Um, and so then you you become a spokesperson for those sponsors as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know the the sponsorship relationship and like the the sponsors themselves are contingent upon the actual uh, event, uh, World Cup settings. Verizon was the the main the main sponsor. Uh, the Olympics, you had the full range of, of U.S. corporate U.S. team corporate sponsorship. And yet, despite the fact that corporate sponsorship plays such a big role, you also point out that uh, individual athletes, in fact, often have to take on other jobs just in order <laughs> to support themselves because they see very little of that sponsorship money. Yeah, like zero. <laughs> very little. Yeah. They get a free jacket. Yeah, they get it. Yeah, well, I think they pay for their travel. But that's about it. And, and I'm always amazed that people don't see through this, like this big cultural event. No, it's not. It's not. It's just not. It's you're not. surprised. You're amazed. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you sure walk down the street. Well, no, I'm not really. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But I lost well, I the, did. I really lost the Olympic fever with all of this. Every single channel is just filled with tear this, tear that. Oh, it's going to be horrible. Well, just, just, yeah. Jane, Jane Harmon was on CNN. Jane Harmon, um, who looks like, she kind of looks like she should be on, um, like, a 70s sitcom. Either like that or she could, yeah, you know she, does, I mean? she looks like, uh, like uh, the Partridge Family. Partridge Family, family yes, that's it, the Partridge Family, exactly, you nailed it. And she's a former representative, and she uh, is on drugs. This is new, though, because I've heard her make sense. But she, when she, uh, for some reason now she's working for the Woodrow Wilson building or foundation or yeah. 
Not quite sure what that some is. Think tank of some sort. Yeah, but she's also a, a contributor to CNN, and she's off a rocker. Jane, uh, Jane Harmon, you, you've seen all the reports of all the fears out Fear, there. The threats fear, fear, Are we exaggerating? Are these overblown? Joe, what do you think, uh, John? Are these exaggerating? Are these overblown? No, not by any means, <laughs> Brolf. U.S. intelligence <laughs> officials have told me they are deeply concerned, and deeply. these are people who are not necessarily alarmists. Well, I think they're not necessarily alarmist. Uh, let me see. Mike Rogers, not necessarily alarmist. What's that other douchebag's name? Yeah, Peter King. Peter King. Well, I think we're prepared. Uh, these uh, suicide bombers or whoever. <laughs> or whoever. you got to listen to her. She's great. These suicide bombers or whoever. The garbage man. Whoever. Uh, only have to be right once. Oh. We have to be right 100% of the time. Woo. 100% is not achievable. Not achievable. We cannot do it. We have pre-positioned uh, Department of Homeland Security, FBI, and military folks. Woo, folks. Uh, in what Sochi. a waste of money. <laughs> we have naval warships Woo. in the Black Sea, which abuts Sochi. And we it abuts. It but Sochi. We have uh, others in the neighborhood in the Mediterranean, and these are the right things to do. Yes, um, it's the right thing to do. It's yeah, the just right move thing all to these do. multi-million dollar ships that cost a fortune to drive one mile. Let's just move them into position I mean, for what? Yeah, I mean, what are well, they going to do? Pound and pound the Sochi with, with cannon fodder? Yes, exactly. Fire. Cannons, Fire. Cannon shot. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Iranian uh, fleet is sailing right into our, our waters. <laughs> like, hey, idiots up there in abutting Sochi. It's a hard message to hear. Part of the message has to be what Janet Napolitano just said. Oh. Pride in our athletes. Yes. And the fact that the U.S. is, I think, likely to win a lot of golds. Let's and hope. that's a great statement for our country. She's, she's high. I'm telling you, she's high. But uh, it is a very dangerous world. Why uh. Vladimir Putin, Putin would pick a place that, first of all, is warm. <laughs> now, Brolf is about to do something amazing. He's about to actually say, you're full of shit in CNN speak. Because she's going, she, why Vladimir Putin picked a place that is warm? Why Vladimir Putin, Putin would pick a place that, first of all, is warm and with palm trees, but that, second, abuts the wild west of Russia, the North Caucasus. Abuts the wild west of Russia. Now, luckily, Brolf just can't take it himself. I guess he didn't toke. Uh, it, is, it baffles me. Well, and, it wasn't and just Vladimir Putin. It was the International Olympic Committee. Well, they yeah. they right. approved they it. They were the ones who selected I, You know, it's, it feels like a vanity project for Putin. And uh, if 50 <laughs> billion... Not a, having any of it. No, it's a vanity. Shut up, bro. ...dollars has really been spent. There's uh, presumably a lot of corruption. And uh, there could be Absolutely. penetration by people <laughs> in addition no to... Proof. Who cares? ...these black widows somewhere. Black and widows! a person prepared Terrorists. to take her or his life... Uh, is has a much easier time attacking than somebody who wants to survive. <laughs> Thank you for this fantastic insight. Let me review. A person who is willing to take his or her life is much more dangerous than someone who wants to survive. Let me scribble that down. Moron. This she woman is... always a ding bad. This is really bad, though. This is real. This has gotten crazy. Well, just keep her off the air. That's what she needs. No, she's 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 got more. There's, there's I got more clips from her. Oh. Not about this, about something else. <laughs> she, she comes back all the time. It's like she's on CNN now. She should do a cooking show. Speaking <laughs> speaking of which, and well, what? Well, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Well, wait yeah. a minute. It's yeah, another installment of. We're still talking about sushi a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was kind of relishing the moment. 
We're, okay, okay, we're going to go back to Sochi. That's okay. We can do. We can we're going to take a break right now, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to ask Adam the big question that I, I hinted about it in the newsletter. You've got your newsletters? Yeah. Uh, with the picture of the dog with the four eyes. Very nice. And uh, I'm going to ask him now. So here we go. We're going to start the show off with a bang. Hey, Adam. Yeah, John. Hey, I heard that you had another Obot dinner. That's right, John. I another sure did. Another installment of <laughs> Dinner with the Obot. Yeah, we are right on cue today. Well, I must say it's been a while since we had a, uh, a dinner with the Obots here in Austin, Texas. A reminder, these are my friends. Yes, and can I ask a question before you begin? Please. Would, did this include the guy who would not ever sit down and even have a, a coffee with a Republican guy? No, because he is not one of the Obots. Uh, I will, however, see him tonight. Oh, another dinner? Yes. Woo! <laughs> yeah, it's another dinner. Wow, back to back. Yes, this is actually a benefit dinner, and uh, we've been invited to his table. So, um, so we're joining uh, him and his wife at uh, his table for the uh, nice. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I actually sent him a copy of the white paper that our Brian the Gay Crusader put together. He won't read it. Uh, he he replied to my email and said, "I'll take a look at it. I look forward to more heated debate." Well, maybe we'll look at it. But but I mean that's his premise. I look forward to more heated debate. <sighs> Were you, were you having a heated debate with him? Yeah, that's oh. yeah. That's why I sent it to him and over Christmas. Yeah, let me okay. Here's it. Let me okay. You, you're sitting at the. T- this is just a, just something <laughs> to put in the back of your mind. Is, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, you're usually you're going to be sitting at the table. You're going to be put your hands are going to be uh, touching the table edge around the wrist area. No, no, no. I have my and, hands right, in my right, lap. Me, just 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 once this in the back of your mind. Okay. And you're going to be, that's going to be your position. The guy's going to be talking, yakking away. The wine glass will be about, <laughs> I'd say, two feet from your right hand. In the middle of a, of a sentence, you you thrust your right hand forward in one motion, grab the glass, mm-hmm. and throw it right in his face, and then say, douche. <laughs> okay. Uh, Can you, it's, it's, it's a thrust, one, one, thrust, one fell swoop. Yeah. I, I splash him in the face and say, douche. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The um, you know, so we hadn't had one of these uh, Obot dinners for a while, and what happened, as you know, I was a bit disappointed. Not, and we had nice dinners, of course, but I was a bit disappointed and have any anything for the show. And what I learned is that these dinners were too close concurrently. So now we had a little more time. It was kind of like they went to the Obot juice machine and filled up their batteries. I see. Oh man. It actually, you hinted in an email yeah. that you that you have good stuff. Well, it started off, so the evening before, I had seen two of the O-Bots, and uh, one of the female bots uh, said, Whoa, oh boy, Sochi, you're getting hacked. Everybody's getting hacked over there. Richard Engel, I trust him. He's from NBC. And that's exactly what she said, by the way. I trust Richard Engel. And now, uh, now <laughs> are you going to tell us that it's already been busted? Then? Well, but it hadn't it hadn't been busted at this point. So the okay. next day, which is our Obot dinner day in the morning, I send her the busted link. I say, um, "Hello, I told you that this guy is not to be trusted. It's completely bogus." I right. get an email the, back that you says, "Why don't you explain to the audience? I don't think everybody knows this." Okay. Uh, we actually played a clip from Richard Engel who was talking about uh, the minute you open up your laptop or the minute you turn on your phone, 
you're immediately hacked in uh, Sochi. What, he said Sochi, although he was actually in Moscow. Right, he was in Moscow. He was in Moscow. It wasn't associated right. on this whole thing was it was scripted bullcrap. It was completely scripted, uh, or as he would say, yes, it was edited. That's why it looks kind of weird. Because what they didn't show is that, you know, they went to a bogus Olympic websites, which you arguably could have gone to from, you know, Austin and gotten to the same website. And, of course, that downloaded some malware. And he also sideloaded an app on his Android phone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that's kind of how you get viruses and crap that eats your, <laughs> eats your address book. By the way, did you see that piece? Did you see the actual video of that piece? No. Oh, okay. It's, I'll put it in the show notes. Because he opens up a brand new MacBook Air. And you've seen a MacBook Air, how beautifully uh, Apple packages these, 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 yeah. these devices. And, you know, you, you t- peel off the little... It's, it's kind of a ritual. You peel off the little sticker and whoo, the box opens and it says, From Apple, from Cupertino to you. It, the whole thing just says, fuck me. So, I'm sorry, that's really what it is. It's just love. Lovingly put together. This guy, he's opening the box on camera. He's ripping the side open. He's like ripping the box open. You know, it's, really? It's very strange. Anyone who's, who's, who has had the pleasure of opening up a brand new Apple product knows how nice it is. He was just ripping it like a, like a maniac. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something to be seen because it, it really confused me. Like, why is this guy doing this? Anyway, onward. So I send the email, and she sends back, and she says, well... You know, to be fair, Richard Engel was on Rachel Maddow last night, and he did say they were in Moscow. And I fired back. I said, wait, you watch Rachel Maddow? <laughs> she fires back. If I were gay, I would marry her. So this is already starting off on a bad oh, foot for me. Brother. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, th- so this how is does Rachel Maddow's neck big. How is it actually bigger than her head? Have you notice this? Her neck comes out, and her neck is wider than than her head itself. Yeah, it is. It's very weird looking. There's a guy, a TV host in Holland, who looks so much like her. It's scary. Oh, uh, do us. Uh, give me a photo. I'll do it and put in the newsletter as a separated at birth. Here, let's just Google this for a second, just so you see it. Martijn. So M A R T I J N. I don't have my keyboard. Hold on a second. <laughs> you don't have your keyboard, John. Mark, what? did you come M-A-R-K. to school? Did you come to school without your keyboard again? It's on the ground. I've got it now. Okay. Mark, what? No, M A R T I J N. M A R T I J N. Space. Yeah. K R A B B E. Krabe. And he hosts the the Voice actually in the, the Netherlands, the Voice of Holland. You see he him? looks like a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, well, hello. <laughs> Doesn't he look just like Rachel Maddow? He, I, this one picture of him <laughs> that I have on the I know, screen. I know, I know. It's I know. remarkable. It's frightening. Separated at birth, Martin Crabbe and Rachel Maddow. It's a gem. Yeah, isn't it? Okay. okay. So onward. that's, anyway, yes, onward. Uh, so remember, we have the brain professor and his wife, Marianne. We have... Uh, the uh, the artist who wants to marry Rachel Maddow and her husband, and uh, by the way, I made killer crab cakes and shrimp and uh, and and. It was at your house. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and Mickey had uh, uh, crostinis all set up, good to go. So it was it was really quite nice. And uh, so you know, of course, uh, we're talking about uh, the weather, and I I swear to God, she turned to me and went, "You know, climate change that that's just global warming. You know that, right?" 
They just use climate change now, but it's really global warming. You know that, right? <laughs> I, I, that's exactly, I went, uh, I said, uh, yeah, but, you know, it's, uh, and then the professor chimes in. No, no, you know, it's, it, come on, it's global warming. It has been warming. You know, this is fact. It's just science. And I was, I was, they know my stance on global cool. They know this. It, yeah, it, it, global cooling. But it was, it was frightening to, to actually tell me, you know, that climate change is just, you know, it, it really means global warming. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I actually stopped and, and I waited and I, you know, and I, and I, and I said, I just want to go on the record. It's okay. I just want to say, I believe that the global, global cooling is taking place. That's all. And I, yeah, okay. So there was no, there was no argument, but it was, it was like, they were having none of me, none of me. They were doing a preemptive strike. But it, it was a little aggressive. Yeah. Well, they're sick of you. You mocked him on this show. Well, yeah. That, well, I know who the artist is. I've met her. Yeah. And uh, and it's like, you know, I didn't know she was a huge Rachel Maddow nut. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know okay. either. Okay. Okay. All right, go on. Let's right. go back to the meeting. All right. So we're all right, so we're back. Now, both these couples and arguably we are as well, but are childless by choice. And this wow, adds a very like a phrase. This <laughs> isn't that good. This adds a very interesting twist to how they view the world. And it was kind of interesting at a certain point because they were uh, here. The it, it, when have you ever been around people who are childless by choice? Oh yeah, I know a number of them. I know some of it. There's there's two f- forms of these people. One is resignation, childless by choice, which means they wanted to have kids. Right. No. Th- no. This is. These are the. the uh, but then there's the right, the aggressive ones, the other style, which is they 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 hate kids and they don't want to have kids. Whenever so- I see a child in first class, I already know I'm in for a horrible, crappy ride. Imagine cleaning yeah, your child's diarrhea. To keep this on a, the two Ronnie style of discussion, uh, which is a Shaggy Dog story, which is a. We do very well, I might add, on the show. Um, I've noticed the, uh, the the childless by choice and people who are pre-child, uh, they and their and their re- their relationship to children on an airplane is very interesting because I, for example, <clears throat> don't mind children. I don't like children sitting behind me kicking the seat. No, of course not. But and you can usually st- you put can stop them. Yeah, you stop them. Of firm. course, of course. But I don't care about the kids screaming or crying or doing all these things because I had kids on planes that were my kids. Yeah. And I just think it's karmic justice. And I kind of look forward to it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I say, ah, there's the kids screaming his head off. (laughs) Mom is embarrassed. You can't keep him, get him or her to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Flight once from Hawaii with J.C. Buzzkill Jr. when he was about four. And he, for some reason, he was always stubborn. And for some reason, we were trying to get him to get into the seat. And he let out a blood-curdling scream. <laughs> that you, it was, it was, it was so blood-curdling that I swear to God, it, it, we can, my wife would back this up, the entire airplane cracked up laughing. <laughs> Great. And it was like, holy mackerel, I didn't even know he had that in him. But it's like one of those things, and I don't, you know. And so I, I hate people that bitch about kids on planes. Yeah, me too. But but this went a little. And Mickey and I just, um, 
being very quiet. And we're, and we're watching this back because the, the conversation, it was very interesting. It was like, oh my God, can you imagine cleaning up your kid's diarrhea? <laughs> and, and so, so I, wait, wait, wait. so I they think about, so I, yes. So I hear this line and I said, you know, um, I've, n- I never had a problem cleaning, cleaning up my kid's diarrhea. In fact, when she was still in diapers, I'd stick my finger in and pull it out. If it was, if there was poop on it, I knew it was time to clean the diaper. Now, you couldn't tell by the smell, I take it. Well, no, she pooped very sweetly. Oh, she was a sweet pooper. Yes. And um, and so this goes back and forth. And then um, and then one of them says, oh, you know, I just realized you're at, you actually have. You're the only person here who has a kid. And I said, yeah. And I said, and I actually recited some of the, remember, remember we talked about the book, about the joy of kids and how it turns out that, it used to be an economic benefit, but these days it really makes people sad. They're, it doesn't improve their lives at all because they have to be, you have to make the kid happy. Um, right. So yeah. I talked a little bit about that. I said, but, you know, I, I have to say that from a, you know, a metaphysical, chemical, biological place, um, it's, it's great. You know, and of course kids are shit. You know, they treat you like shit. They're a-holes. They forget everything. They make a mess. They break your stuff. But you know, but yeah, but you know, there's also beautiful sides to it, and there's and and um and then I and I said to the professor, I said, um, that um I can't exactly I I said something in that realm, and he got really mad. There was anger, and I said, "What did you say?" It was it was in that it was basically about that. I said, "But you know, it, I think I said, you know, you you really might be missing something." Oh, you you implied that I, I I didn't say that, that specifically. I didn't I didn't really, but the anger came back, and I said, "Wow, you're angry. Why are you so angry?" And then he let loose. He said, "Because all of our friends with kids are always telling us we don't know what we're missing." And by the way, uh, uh, both these guys have vasectomies just to make it even funnier. So they can't. Yeah, so they yeah, can't go back. A, this is a, this is interesting to me for a number of reasons because I was doing some research on some women on Twitter that uh, are just haters <laughs> and they're this type and they, they like to get their men. I won't mention who the one I follow this one. She's a famous writer hmm. and she likes, she, she put, will put a picture of her husband with a big female purse <laughs> and she'll say, I think men are so sexy when they have a purse. <laughs> and you could do that. You you read the accent from the tweet. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like so, it. Kinda. I think men are so sexy when they have a purse. Yeah, yeah and, and it's if I find I, I I have a friend who I believe probably had a vasectomy because he was talked into it by one of these women. And uh, oh, there's too many people in the world. You should get <laughs> here. There's too many people in the world. Get your balls chopped off, buddy. Um, Although that's not what a vasectomy is, I know. I don't want any letters. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah. let me just yeah, move okay. this forward let's, a little bit. That would make you mad because I think a vasectomy is like you. you That's you why I think he was mad. Yourself off from and 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 Mickey's and Mickey's funny now. And at this point, Mickey's jumping in, and she's got a whole story unto her own about motherhood. But she says, "Oh, I you know I would never ever let Adam have a vasectomy." So she's she now it's like it's like hello fire here's gasoline. Oh no! <laughs> she's like I would never want I want him to always have the capability to produce more beautiful children. <laughs> like, ah. she, 
Now, now we've got. That must have put that. This is this is the key to this this dinner. <laughs> Mickey is the key. So now we have a five alarmer. Now it's a. <laughs> and uh, and so well, eventually this simmers down a little bit. What well, hope? Yeah, and by the professor's wife, Marianne, she's 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 very. She's like, I love your daughter. She 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 met uh, the kids when they were here. She's always oh, really great. And she, she is she is the funniest, and I'll get to her in a minute. I really love her for a number of reasons. Because she comes out with the most insane crap. But before that, of course, it comes around to Russia. Now, I had sent the white paper previous to this dinner. Had anyone read it? Well, the professor had said, yeah, I, I read like the intro, 10 pages. And yeah, was, you know, they hate gays. And then Marianne, Putin's a power-hungry dictator. I said, yeah, unlike uh, George Bush, Dick Cheney, oh, you know, Bill Clinton. Yeah, he doesn't have any powerful people or money around those guys, or maybe even Barack Obama. Um, to, it, it was just you know, oh, it's not. I said, well, you know, please give it a shot. And in in his defense, and uh, the artist's husband, both of those guys read it and went, "Holy crap! What is go? What is wrong with our media? This is a, they, you know, they did a little Facebook thing. Okay, so in their defense, they read it later, but they hadn't come prepared to my dinner, which was a little." Um, Surprising. So as a part of this conversation about Putin being a power-hungry dictator, Marianne says, well, did you hear the Koch brothers are at it again? And, and, and I, I'm, I'm oh, shitting myself. Koch yeah. brothers. I said, what are you talking? I said, well, the, you can't deny the Koch brothers buy the elections with Adelson. I, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you saw that, how good that the Adelson really kicked some butt. Yeah, that worked him. really well, didn't it? Boy, Dick those right as president, right? Yeah, those Koch brothers, they got Mick Ritt Romney in, didn't they? Good yeah, work. They got Newt Gingrich in. That was Adelson's boy. <laughs> so those guys are great. So somehow this now morphs into. Um, oh, I had a. Oh, I know how it happened. I, uh, I in my mailbox shows up an "I'm ready for Hillary" sticker, bumper sticker, which I'm pretty convinced. Armando the mailman put in there because that's yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's like all right Armando that's funny uh, and I tell the story and then it's like oh post office horrible losing money I'm like oh god like well, they, they go. don't listen to our show do they I and so you know, I started you know actually I kind of like the United States Postal Service you know it's a it's in the Constitution it's a, you know it's it's it really is a very important for privacy of documentation and then Marianne goes oh you go to the post office. And Mickey loves going to the. I have to say, our post office here is—it's a drafty. But she has, you know, you know, Mickey. She goes in. She's got everyone wrapped around her finger. You know, the the big lesbian whose girlfriend or wife is in the military, and you know, she's got every everyone's beck and call for Mickey. But Marianne says, "Oh, that post office. Oh, yeah, I love sitting there with all of Darwinism. What? All of Darwinism." Jeez. Oh, right? Huh. And 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 I'm and okay, okay, but I give her a pass because she she's love she really is lovely. And then somehow we get into Islam. Now 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 we're now we're at dessert. And uh you know, I said, Well, it's been it's been very interesting to see what's going on in Turkey and Syria. And learning a lot about how things operate and you know, the Ottoman Empire. And, uh, of course, Mickey and I, you know, we, we grew up in, in the Netherlands. We've seen how things have changed. And, you know, we talked about uh, Belgistan. And, 
and 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 what comes back? Oh, well, Islam is no crazier than Christians. Uh, like, yeah, I think they might be. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fundamental Christians are just as nutty. They, all religions are crazy. Yeah, you got me on that. But this is something very specific that's going on. Could not, could not get it past them, John. And then I made the big mistake. Wow, that means that. Well, you're not, you know, they are reflective, of course. Of course, of course. And so their input to them, which is would be, you know, we know what the inputs are, uh, must be extremely distorted. Because we don't really deal with that as much. No. And, you and, actually deal with it only as, a, as they're like a, a proxy for you. And yes. you get a good yeah. sense of this. I'm in the Berkeley area, so I essentially it's, a, it's around me. Yeah, but they're in but my house. The origins of this, <laughs> of this thought, and 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 the funny thing is, I still really consider them my friends, and I really like them. Uh, but I'm aghast. They're not going to put up with you much longer. Well, no, I think they will. And and what what always happens is the next day, there's always like, wow, you know, that was really great conversation. You know, we re- I learned a lot. You know, thanks for hitting. You know, they don't say hit me in the mouth, but. Uh, they 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 do reflect on it, but it was too long, and they came in, and they've been reprogrammed, and they're and they looked. None of them really looked all that happy. No, uh, no, they didn't the, really this look happy. Per, this perspective and no. point of view, and and with the whole kid thing, you know, it's like just so they're being They're being nagged at by their peers. Uh, you know, and they've done something by choice, not irreversible, but you know, they've kind of chosen this path. Yeah, and a lot it's, of people do. And it seems, seems yeah, sure. But, you know, here, here's the thing about that. If you're going to make that move, don't – that's why I think the gays can get away with being like this because their entire milieu is 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 reconfirming their belief system. Yes, If yes. you're going to yes. mix with people with yes. kids, yes. you're going to get a lot of flack. You're right. Many people with you'll hear this a lot from celebrities. You hear it all the time. It's like, oh, I never wanted to have kids, but when I had kids, I wouldn't do. I would. Ne- I would always want to have kids forever. Well, it was also a well. You know, we all came from shitty uh, households. I said, welcome to the club. So everyone comes from a shitty family. All families suck, in one form or the other. Anyway, so so now we're near the end of the evening, and it and it went downhill. Uh, the, the professor brought up I'm the to- go downhill. Wait for it. The professor brought up the Tom Perkins letter to uh, regarding the one percent, and I said, "Oh, that's interesting." On the show, I took Tom Perkins' side. The eyes could not have rolled further back in heads, <laughs> and uh, and of course, I defended my position. I said, "Yeah, look, you know, you know, it's uh, all I know is that uh, the, the Germans didn't wake up one day and go." Hitler's great. Kill the Jews. Said so that something, something else must have gone down, and yeah. and literally five minutes into this, people are standing up and are like, "Did I just like run, did everyone run off because of the Jew talk?" <laughs> like, no, no, we're tired. <laughs> and that was the end. And, and you know what? You, you didn't talk about Jew uh, gas. No, <laughs> I didn't. But I said, you know, there's something to be said for any persecution of any minority at any time. You have to be very careful, particularly if you're poo-pooing it. I said Hitler was person of the year, man of the year on Time Magazine in 1935 or 37. I think he, was, he hit Time Magazine's twice, twice. Maybe twice, yeah. Uh, you know, so we, we're poor students of history. Anyway, uh, everyone thanks me, and uh, boom, they're out the door. <laughs> 
<laughs> and thinking out like, uh, well, you you sound like to me you're argumentative. I mean, it'd be, I had to be. I had to be. But I if had you're going to gonna bring up that that. And I'm on their side on this, of course. But I didn't bring it. I didn't bring up the Tom Perkins letter. I responded to bring it up. Who gives a shit what Tom Perkins? I'll I'll tell you how it came up. It came up in regards to uh, because the the artist used to work for Compaq, and that's how. And then you know, it was talking about old days at Compaq, of course, HP, and that's how Tom Perkins came up. And I said, you know, and she's like, Tom Perkins is a moron. I'm like, yeah, you know, but I, and so that's how we kind of got into it. And it was like, you know, John Doerr, no, he, now there's a smart guy. I'm like, no, nah, I had him on my board. I don't think he's all that smart. You know, he's okay. You know, but he, it's not like he knows anything so about. Sh- you know, I've, I've known Doerr for a long time. I mean, I'm not friends with him by any means. But every time I'm around him, I don't know if this is with everybody, but he's always shaking. And he always, have you ever looked at his fingernails? He's he biting of, them? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, oh, he has to have Band-Aids on his thumbnail because he chews it all the way off down to, like, the bone. It's the most disgusting thing. Huh. Yeah, that that's there's something to be said about people who do that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I, 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 I certainly hope that, uh, well, we have another, uh, we've already scheduled our next dinner, so. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, you're done. <laughs> and I think what it is, I, here's, here's why. I, 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 I don't want to be done. You. On the, I do real time analysis when we do when we talk. A lot of stuff is just at, at the end. Yeah. And in this case, it was your revealing that the two guys uh, put themselves in the corner by having vasectomies. I think it was personal. I think it's something they didn't want everybody that listens to our show to know about. Of course, nobody knows who they are, but that's another that's different. And and I think it's gonna you're gonna eat shit for that. Well, hopefully it'll happen during the dinner, so I'll have some material for the show. <laughs> we didn't appreciate you ridiculing us for the vasectomy and my high-pitched voice. I didn't ridicule anyone for a vasectomy. Not, Mickey did. I didn't do that. Anyway, yeah. in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. Hey. In hey, the morning kids. to Adam Curry. In the morning, all ships to see boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water, and all the dames and knights out there. And yes, I am prepared. Yes. And in the morning to everyone in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. And in the morning to our artists who always provide excellent art for us, Peter Quistgard, who I do not believe has had a, a piece chosen. He was the... Uh, artists who succeeded for episode 489 to be the album art. But as you know, noagendaartgenerator.com, uh, we choose lots of that art for newsletters, um, uh, people print it out on coasters, on T-shirts. There's tons of cool stuff to be done with it. And it, all the art is uh, is highly appreciated. And, of course, um, we could not be talking the way we speak on this show for sure this this first half hour. <laughs> uh, if we had the advertisers, if Verizon was sponsoring us, We'd uh, we'd have to uh, talk about uh, how great Verizon phones aren't. Verizon, this vasectomy brought to you by Verizon. Uh, so instead, we have uh, producers. just like your calls get cut off. <laughs> Woo! Nice one, John. In the morning. Good one. Rhymes with calls. So we do have a few people to thank. Yes, we do. Our executive producing group. Including, uh, we finally have our first dun 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 dun. dun. Oh yes, indeed. Sir John Harrison, six hundred dollars. Woohoo! First six hundred dollars. Which is our anniversary donation amount. Pinehurst, nice. North Carolina. He gets two executive producer credits, one on the show six hundred. Loved your Saturday missive, John. I'll take 
I like to move from cats to dogs. <laughs> I had a dog picture. Yep. A MILF would be better, but a dog isn't bad. Can I get a MILF, the grown-up one, for my lovely wife, Sherry, and a shot of job hunting karma for my son, John? Uh, keep up the great work. We look forward to seeing Adam and Mickey at the Saturday market. Thanks, John Harrison, Austin, Texas. Yeah, I... These these guys are great. Um, they actually moved from uh, North Carolina to Austin. They now live in. They moved. They 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 came to visit. We met them at Halcyon. We had coffees, and you know we met them at the market. And they came back another time. And now they moved. They moved to Austin. We see them in the market all the time. And the first six hundred club producer. This is great. Were they uh, from uh, in? Pine, Pinehurst, anywhere North Carolina? near Research Triangle, where all the uh, spook uh, research companies totally. are? Totally. Yeah, and they're both... Uh, and so then they moved to Austin to yeah, keep, yeah, eye keep an eye on me. They're both educators. Wink, wink. I'll bet they are. <laughs> Milf, that's one mother I'd like to... Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah. And his son, I've met his son, too. I think he's also moved, his son. is also in uh, in Austin. Interesting. Yeah. James Von Aachen in Temple, Texas, another Texan, 36333. In the morning, John and Adam, I must say you guys create an outstanding product that keeps me entertained and informed during my drudgery at work. <laughs> I believe you should share in the fruits of my labors as it is bonus time again for me. My wife keeps telling me to donate again. There you have it. Hey. So here it is. Please send some job karma as I'm interviewing for a new job and MILF. He, he, just, he wants exactly the same Exactly the same thing. thing. The exact same. Well, I can do a little different combo. I can do the. His wife, Kate. Yeah. Okay. And it says, keep up the good work. All right. That's one hot MILF, baby. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. <laughs> do you really think they're pissed off? Do you really think they're going to be mad about the vasectomy thing? Yeah. <laughs> they should have told me. Fools. Well, did they tell you they had a vasectomy on the spot? Yes. A at the dinner, they told yes, you this. Yes, yes. They know that this dinner is yes. discussed on the yes, show. Yes, yes. Well, that's your out. That, that's my out. Yeah. That and a bulletproof vest is my out. <laughs> and a helmet. No, if, if you look, I, they know this. You know, I have this situation with the uh, economic hitman. And he says stuff that, you know, and once in a while I go, well, maybe I should I just, why he, he, I'm going to tell this to all our, we have a lot of people that, that provide us with information. I'm going to yes. make a blanket statement okay. here. <clears throat> if you do not want us talking about something, then don't talk to us. Tell don't, us. No, don't talk to us. Just stop. Well, you could do that too, but you, I will, I will abide by a, this is not to be discussed yes. in <clears throat> caps. And put that and put that at the top of your note in case we're reading something live on the air put it at, do you remember the guy who sent in the thing and even though i didn't reveal his name he was talking about heroin and uh, and i said oh he's a, at the bottom is oh he's an addict or he was an addict and, and we we're making a joke about it he got really really pissed off about it you made me sound like an addict uh i'm sorry you sent me an email <laughs> said that you were an addict <laughs> yeah you know, so yeah, if, well, you, if, if you do, we don't use somebody's name, even though in some situations the person could be identified. I, I'm less concerned about it. Yeah, but if but, you, but, but you're right. If you time. don't, if you do not want something discussed, say that. I still often, if I if I'm thinking about, I'll ask. Is it okay if I use this on the show? Uh, I will, but it saves us a lot of time, saves another you know round of emails and all that stuff. So please. Yeah, and do the other that. thing that you should note is that. 
because we're a public distribution mechanism that acts as a news outlet, any mail sent to us is like letters to the editor. Yeah, true. And they can be used. Yes. With or without your name. But, I mean, I was – we're very circumspect. We, we, we really, we really try very hard. So and we, 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 we've been pretty good. And of course, I do PGP and GPG if you want to send something. But the funny thing is, ever since I've been doing encrypted emails, I'd say 99% of all the emails I receive that are encrypted are completely not worth encrypting. Would, Although everything would, everything's yes. worth encrypting, I will say that up front. But the process for uh, decrypting emails, if you, you know, if you haven't verified someone yet for the first time, you have to go through all this stuff. And of course, I don't have passwords set automatically to decrypt because that would kind of defeat the purpose, you know, when someone's banging on the door. You know, so I, so, so, you know, it's a, it's a little more, little more work is what it is. So anyway, onward. Uh, Sir Andrew Harms from Durham, North Carolina. Oh, I, Here we go. This is we're good. This is Texas, North Carolina wow, stuff going is on good, today. Yeah. Three hundred dollars. Dear John and Adam, I'm checking in with some value for value. It should bump me to a double knighthood, which is baronet. Which makes him a baronet. baronet yeah. Make a note. Mm -hmm. Make a note. Make a note. Please give yourselves and all the listeners some karma. Take care, Sir Andrew Harms, Kansas City zero W I I. <laughs> Kilo Charlie uh, zero W India India. Thank you very much. You've got <laughs> karma. <clears throat> Jim Lavin, $250 from Louisville, Texas, as we stay What is going the on theme. with Texas? That's great. Long-time boner, but I have to give you guys a producer's-level donation for just the stray dogs and Sochi prediction. <laughs> yeah, no sooner you. than I would finish listening to Thursday's show, I see Twitter and Google Plus reports of stray dogs wandering into the stadium <laughs> just prior to the opening ceremonies. Your predictions are always right on the money. Also, I've been a long-time subscriber to the hypothesis that if you follow the money to find out who stands to profit from the laws our government passes, then you can truly see who's running the government. And your analysis of past le legislation just helps to bolster that hypotheses all the more. Please de-douche me and pass some mac and cheese karma my way since I'm trying to get myself out of debt so I can get out from being a slave to the man. Keep up the great work. Jim from Louisville, Texas. You've been de-douched. You slaves can get used to mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. You've got karma. Living the mac and cheese life. Mac and cheese by Ayn Rand. Sir Chris Wolf. Oh, I'm sorry. Jim Lavin. No, that no, we, we just, just did, Jim. Jim. Sorry. Sir Chris Wolf in Mooresville, Indiana. Ah, we finally left Texas. Yeah. 2222. But we're not far. No, well. Just no. up north, yeah. Uh, been a douche too long as a night. I should do better, but now I need karma for my new CD release, so it's about all about me. That makes <laughs> this a douchebag dumping deuces donation. <laughs> ah, nice. Sorry and thanks for the karma. <laughs> I think it should be de-douche, too, for that. You've yeah. been de-douched. Here's your karma, my friend, coming You've at you. Got nice. Karma. Douchebag dumping deuces donation. I like that. Thomas Klassen in St. Louis, Missouri. 200. Long-time listener, first-time donor. Thought it was about time to contribute. Sorry it's been so long. Anyway, the wife and I have had a new human resource due in five weeks. So some new human resource karma would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, and you'll be needing it, my friend. As you know, they sometimes have diarrhea. You've got... 
karma. <laughs> and finally, Dominic Adamson from Bolton, UK, $200 with a short note that says nothing more than, Hi, Adam. Thanks for the experience. Hmm. What is that all? I don't know. I should, I should look in my in my day planner, see what happened. Yeah. Uh. And that concludes our uh, listing of the associate executive producers and executive producers for show 590. Ten to go Yo. before we get to show 600. Wow. I want to remind people to go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA, the No Agenda Show, and NoAgendaNation.com sites both have buttons you can click on, which will help too. And uh, from the PR department, and I do not want to, uh, I'm, I'm going to stop this. This will be the last time, but they're so funny this time that I, I have to mention them. Because we went through this, we had do, we do domain name forwards, and it actually cuts into our donations at a certain point. People just registering domain names, giving the money to GoDaddy, you know. Uh, but I do have to thank stay-at-home mom, Trad, for f-russia.com, <laughs> waroncrazy.com, and currydvoraconsultinggroup.com, all forwarding to noagendashow.com. That's very nice. Thank you. Thank you, Baroness Tanya of Manhattan, for slavestrong.com. My God, that's a good one. I like that one. Well, you'll like the next one. From Sir Dr. Sharkey, sendkaletoafrica.com. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And all of those, of course, forward to uh, No Agenda Show. And uh, we really appreciate the uh, support. Sundays have been tough. You got the letter. You got the call out. And uh, our executive producers and associate executive producers will be credited appropriately with our very first 600 club producer, a separate mention. Uh, from Sir John Harrison. Uh, without you, the program literally would not be on the air. We highly appreciate it. These credits are real. We'll vouch for them, unlike the douchebags in Hollywood. And they are accepted anywhere credits are valid. Dvorak.org slash N-A Of course, we always love it when you go out there and do a very important propagation of the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. I think we uh, we need to talk about uh, Victoria Newland and Ukraine. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, and the reason why is because we have a jingle. While I'm driving off laughing, this is what I'll say. <laughs> Are we good or what? Wow. Yeah, that's Matt, producer Matt. Yeah, he's good, man. Do you know if, if we were working at a radio <laughs> station? Yeah, I know. And he also did a short one. So you know, so that was the long one. Then we just have a shorty to wind things up. <laughs> if we were working at a real station, we'd have to have a meeting, call the production guy. Oh yeah, call the music bed guy from you know. And uh, legal. Pepper Tanner, legal. We'd have to call legal, legal. and it would be beep the EU. And there'd be some, there'd be some debate with legal <laughs> that our producer would have to would take credit for winning. You know, if it wasn't for me, you know, legal would have probably shut this down. So I did such <laughs> yeah. a great job because I argued with him. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> I have a couple. Um, did you have anything to start off? With? I should actually, I, I should ask yeah, you. Yeah, if you Tell want me to what just you got. change top do, before we do the Newlands, or you want to do the Newlands? Yeah, I want to do Newlands because I, yeah, I got. I have, I have the RT version 
because uh, RT is the one, and, we, and the Russians kind of they they now they deny they 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 clip this, and you know nobody knows for sure, but we're pretty sure the Russians. I have a number of meta thoughts about this, but I want to yeah. hear yours first. Okay, uh, but let's so, play. So you can RT scoff at so you can scoff at me. Sorry, you want to hear my first, so you can scoff at my uh, my ideas. I'm not going to scoff at anything, but uh, what is it? No, no, no. What is uh, RT report? Is that the one you want me to play? Yeah, play that, and this will get us started. All right, that's a long one. Okay. Our top story this hour, a scandal brewing as Washington's real stance on Ukraine may have leaked on the web and alleged phone conversation between U.S. Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland and the U.S. Ambassador to the Ukraine has appeared on YouTube. Let's get more from RT's Marina Portnaya live for us in New York. So, Marina, what did the two allegedly discuss? Well, what you hear these two high U.S. officials discussing is literally putting uh, members of the Ukrainian opposition, uh, moving them around like as if they were playing chess on how to configure a new government in Ukraine. The U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, uh, Jeffrey Payet, and the U.S. assistant secretary of state, Victoria Nuland, were uh, trying to figure out who would be fit, who would fit best in what position. They said that uh, one of the opposition leaders, Yatsenuk, is the guy with the economic uh, experience and the best governing experience, that he's the guy that should be on the inside. When uh, with, They also mentioned uh, Klitschko, another opposition uh, leader, and uh, another, uh, one more, uh, Tsini Bok. Uh, those two, the two U.S. officials say that those are the guys that should remain outside of government. They even referenced uh, Klitschko as a uh, complicated electron in, in, in uh, the, the circumstance of creating a new government. They, uh, they said, uh, they mentioned even trouble that he's having in his marriage right now, how that could come into play with him having a role in the... the Hold on a second. I have what I thought was the full call. I have not heard that about the marriage. Have you heard that bit? Yeah. Really? But we, I think the, way, I think the two of us are going to come to pretty much the same conclusion about this whole thing. Well, but is I, that what did it end there? No, no, 30 more. more seconds. The newly formed Ukrainian government, they spoke about keeping the moderate Democrats together. They also spoke about the fact that they need uh, something to make uh, their plan stick. Once they uh, a new government is formed, if it starts gaining altitude, they need uh, some kind of, uh, you know, symbolism, be it a, a U.N. Uh, figure to come into Ukraine, uh, give a nod to it. Uh, they say if that doesn't happen, they said that the Russians could come come in and torpedo any plans the U.S. is now putting in place for the new Ukrainian government. Okay. Uh, All right, now, of course, I left out the the, the, uh, the EU commentary because I think that was a, a slightly a, distra- a distraction, but anyway. Well, the, the real distraction, of course, is the actual fuck the EU that she says. That's what, yes, that's what that, I said. That, of course, is the, is, is the actual distraction. Um, I want to just go to the very end of that call. Um... I have it here. I have the whole thing in the show notes. Um, I just want to go to the very end to understand. I, I heard some things. I just want to make sure that I'm hearing the same things that you were hearing. And um, and and <clears throat> in general, you're here. The way these people talk, it's almost like you and I wrote this skit. You know, it's like, what do you think Yats should do? Ah, screw that guy. Ah, you know, he should stay home. He should steady his history, his political uh, tradecraft. We could have literally written this phone call. That's, and particularly for just go, fuck the EU, which is how these people talk. And she, and Victoria Newland is a longtime elitist, Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, She's been in intelligence. I think she was in, uh, she might have even been in the agency, I think, for a while. 
which kind of makes sense with her background's very spooky. Can you just check for a second while I while I rack this up? Was she in the CIA? I just had a thought no, about that. No, she was not. I she can was tell not you right now. Okay. Blew it, and you know, fuck I the think the Saki was Saki, right? So here, so here's the the fuck the EU. But then listen to what she's saying about. Um, <clears throat> she talks about Jake Sullivan, who is uh, Joe O'Biden's national security advisor. She talks about Biden himself, and and essentially what what I hear her say. And then there's one word I want to focus your attention on. She's saying to the ambassador, <clears throat> I spoke to Jake, uh, no problem, we got, we got Biden to give the current prime minister an attaboy, which is, uh, it, we, I've seen this in Silicon Valley, uh, you did a good job, you get an attaboy, you get it $500, an attaboy, it's like a little rub on the head, give an attaboy to the prime minister, so they're playing all sides of yeah. this. No, exactly. And I think we've got to do something to make it stick together because you can be pretty sure that if it does if it does start to gain altitude, the Russians will be working behind the scenes to try to torpedo it. I love the mixed metaphor there, by the way. That's very strange. If it gains altitude, we're going to shoot a torpedo at it? Yeah. Right. Really? That's no. a good, good, yeah. catch. <laughs> what? good catch. And again, the fact that this is out there right now, I'm still trying to figure out in my mind why Yanukovych that. But in the meantime, there's a party of regions faction meeting going on right now, and I'm sure there's a lively argument going on in that group at this point. But uh, anyway, we could uh, we could land jelly side up on this one if we move fast. So let me work on let me work on Klitschko, and if you can just keep, I, I think we want to try to get somebody with an international personality to um, come out here and help up. to midwife this thing. And then the- yeah. So then, so just so you know, this is very clear. They've got the uh, the Dutch. Uh, former Dutch ambassador to Ukraine who wrote a book about Ukraine. Uh, he, that's the Sari guy who they're going to bring in, along with Ban Ki-moon. So they're literally saying, you know, we've got cover, we've got, you know, the United Nations is going to help us out. They're going to do the whole, the whole statecraft, tradecraft thing of, of essentially putting together the government that the United States wants. But here's the end is interesting. The other issue is some kind of outreach to Yanukovych, but we probably... Re- so so the, he's asking for outreach to Yanukovych, who's the current prime minister. Group on that tomorrow as we see how things start to fall into place. So on that piece, Jeff, uh, when I wrote the note, uh, Sullivan's come back to me, uh, VFR, saying you need Biden, and I said probably tomorrow for an attaboy and to get the deeds to stick. So okay. Biden's willing. Now she says to get the deeds to stick. I I, I googled myself nutty. I could not. I, what I thought this might mean. The deeds would that be the drilling right deeds? What other deeds? could she possibly mean that need to stick? I don't know, but somebody that's overhearing this knows. And, and let me put right here where I, what I think is going on as my basic meta thesis on this. And this was triggered by a note that somebody sent me uh, referencing some guy. I can't remember, but I, it's not going to be in the show notes, but it was a, it's a news analysis site where the guy's going on crit- condemning Newland for being an idiot because she must know that these conversations are being taped. And once he said that, I says, oh, okay. Now, it, he didn't get this, but as soon as he said it, I got it. This is rehearsed. This is this was meant to be intercepted. This was they They got lucky when the Russians ran it out, but this was a message to the Russians listening to try to 
turn the conversation, to try to manipulate the situation. The fact that it went public, I think, was just a bonus. And it, and it got the benefit of the fuck the EU and all the other stuff. And the reason I suggest that this whole thing is rehearsed, it was designed to be overheard. It was designed to be snooped on because they there's no way that they, in fact, this guy was right. There's no way that people at this level don't know they're being snooped on. So this was a, this whole thing is a rigged, bullshit conversation that was designed for the Russians to listen to, to to tweak them a certain way, to push them this way or that way, or to get some sort of result. The rest, the fact that it went public, is just a, a triple bonus. They couldn't have asked for a better situation. Now they've got their message out there. We don't know what they're really trying to accomplish. Are they telling us that Klitschko is, is not to be one of the governors because they want him to actually be the governor? Or are they, they saying, fuck the EU because they actually want the EU to get more involved and actually take in the Ukraine, which has got to be a great benefit for us because the Ukraine is a is literally a terrible place. And it would be just dynamite for him to become part of the EU and screw it up. <laughs> it's like a poison pill. It's like, hey, it's like, hey, want some cancer? And so you have all you don't know it, but if you look at it from the perspective that this is bull crap and they're just talking to be heard, to be listened to, to be eavesdropped upon, and the whole thing is manipulation at some very high level. And, the, and I was talking to Buzzkill Jr. about this, and I said, here's the key. This, my, my thesis may be wrong, but if Victoria Newland doesn't resign or quit or get reprimanded, then my thesis is absolutely correct. And I've seen no evidence that she's in the hot seat for this. Uh, I like it. Uh, I came to that conclusion and another one, um, and it was mainly based on this soundbite from her that I thought they thought there might be one other possibility. Other than to say, uh, it was pretty impressive tradecraft. The audio was uh, extremely clear. So this is a giveaway to me. I thought it's also possible <clears throat> this was an fu from one of the agencies. To, to state, so that maybe NSA is kicking back at state slash CIA. Possible. To what end? I don't know. I don't just uh, to say I, we can listen to anybody. We can. Well, that's a possibility. Could you know, somebody suggested it was one of Snowden's? Uh, uh, well, that's buddies, what I, but, uh, possibly. Well, or somebody just somebody in the NSA. But I I think it was too pointed. I I like that idea that somebody's pulling a stunt. But I think they could have found something better than this. And this is really pointed. It's about one thing and one thing only. It's not about their sex life. It's not about anything really embarrassing. Right, right, right. It's about the well, Ukraine, hold on. the Ukraine, it, the Ukraine. It, 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 yeah, but it is, it's embarrassing to Newland, who is definitely all in all state shill. It's embarrassing to Biden because he's treated like a, you know, like a, like a fluffer. And come I don't on, think it's embarrassing to New, Newland at all. That, no, the fuck the EU. That's embarrassing to her. That's I don't that, think yeah, so. I, no, think I think that was done on purpose. Here, so in the, of course, I uh, watched all of the State Department uh, press briefings, and you can always count on uh, on some good questions there. Um, I, of course, Matt was asking some some interesting questions, but uh, then Ash, uh, Ashad or Ashraf, whatever his name is, I forget his name. Yeah, the guy sounds like Matt. No, he's the guy in the back. He's kind of the soft-spoken guy. Oh, he, there's a guy in the front that sounds like Matt. Yeah, no, this is a different guy. On the issue of how you discuss things, do State Department officials routinely use encrypted phones, mobile phones, for their conversations so that <laughs> comments like that one do not become public? 
well, Arshad, for obvious reasons, I can't outline for you everything uh, that we do. Uh, I can tell you that uh, data encryption is available for all da Department of State employee uh, issue issued government owns BlackBerry devices, regardless of rank. Uh, all Department of State government-owned BlackBerry devices have data encryption. Uh, however, they don't have voice encryption. And of course, as you know, I know you didn't ask this, but uh, just to add one more additional point. Always interesting when, when the spokeshole volunteers. volunteers information. Classified processing and classified conversation on a personal uh, digital assisted device is prohibited in, in accordance with department policy, which of course is not what this was, but... Now, He's going. I like this guy. Although he's. By too, the way, this guy's. This is the guy with. This guy's gut voice is like Matt's. I, it, no. Yes. No. When when him and Matt are talking to back and forth, it's you can't tell who's what's talking. Who's here's Matt, talking. Um, and he's on the right. He's not way in the back. Here's here's Matt. Toria's phone call. Mm -hmm. um, okay, now go to him. But just a. Okay, point. so they don't have voice encryption. Well, the same cadence. You're right, but it's it's noticeably different. So nobody at the State Department has a phone where their voice, a mobile phone, where their voice can be encrypted? I'm not going to outline it further for obvious reasons. I think uh, we don't... What obvious reason? Why don't you say, of course, we're, our shit's locked up. We need to convey every step we take and every precaution we take. Uh, that's the information I can provide to all of you. Does the Secretary... Uh, I mean, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable to ask if the Secretary of State has a mobile phone or access to a mobile phone near him or her. This is a good question. I think it's a very normal question. Does the Secretary of State communicate on encrypted phone lines? With voice encryption. I think it's perfectly reasonable to ask, but I think uh, it's perfectly reasonable not to answer either. So, I mean, here's... Not, no, it, this is really weird. That's why I take this. Like, why is that? And he's not having it either. Problem, though. <clears throat> if you're not answering that about the Secretary of State, mm -hmm. it leaves open the possibility that he or she does not, in fact, have access to an encrypted cell phone, which would suggest that all kinds of... This is this plays into your theory, John. They're honeypotting this thing. Yeah, yeah, Carrie doesn't have any encryption either, yeah. Yeah, take a listen. They're honeypotting. Secret, top secret, classified, private comments that he or she might make could be accessed by... The intelligence services well, of other countries. Well, I just said that I, classified I, processing and classified conversation on a, a personal digital assisted device is prohibited. Uh, beyond that, I'm, all I'm conveying is that we're not going to outline every step and precaution we've taken, uh, what we have access to, whether that's the secretary or anyone else in the administration. So I think she's honeypotting. Now that I hear your theory, I'm, I'm thinking she's like, yeah, no, 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 we don't have any, we can't tell you about that. <clears throat> Yeah, no, this is very suspicious in every way. I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. And she was totally impressed with the trade craft, yeah. the quality of the call. Let's listen to that again because that was that was a she's saying that in a certain way that that bugged me. Other than to say, uh, it was pretty impressive trade craft. The audio was uh, extremely clear. What is she? I mean, yeah, it was clear. It was very, very clear. What is she trying to say? I think she may be condemning our own people for not getting we, we get stuff. Dude, you made it and sound too good. It's probably not good. as good as this. What are the Russians up to? <laughs> no, I think I think it's different. It's like that you, I think what she's saying is you made it sound too good. 
to make it sound like you're tapping us for Christ's sakes. It sound like <laughs> no, you might be right. It's kind of a, a, a reverse. Yeah, uh, like it sounds like you're on the. Hey, you guys! Sounds like you're on a conference call it with like us you're in the room. By the way, it was probably they were on a conference call. That's what it was. How that's exactly how it sounds. Because you're here. If you listen to the if you listen to the uh, to the recording. Both her and the ambassadors are equal in quality. What do you and, think? Here, listen. Uh, I think we're in. That sounds like a conference call. It's yeah, just a third it does. party it conference like call. Using uh, one of those conference systems. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> one of those free ones. One eight hundred conference call. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, I, I I like your theory. I like it. I I really want to try and shoehorn it into mine, but I think yours is much better. Makes a lot of sense. Now that the fact that she's not resigning or getting fired, I mean that's kind of par for the course at State Department. You you can have your ambassador killed and you don't have to resign. Yeah, <laughs> you just well, move to another job. A different different model, but just move to another job. And I know. think the the thing that has to be done now is to reevaluate what is being said with it in mind that this could all be just mis misdirection, disinformation. Right. Uh, they're saying one thing because they want the Russians to do something else. And then uh, if you want to go one step higher, maybe the Russians actually sense that this is because they're not idiots. They sense that this is bull crap. And that's why they released the thing in the first place. No, I, 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 I want to stick fishy about this whole thing. Let's face it. I want to stick with your theory um, because essentially it is a move and Putin ha is at is it's his move. He has to make a move. If he doesn't, just from a, I'm taking my shirt off and, and hunting down this tiger perspective, he has to do something. It's, it's like, it's like poking the, uh, poking the gorilla through the cage with a, with a, with a pencil. Don't you think he has to say something? He's going to have to, well, you, I don't know. Did you watch him in the Olympics when they had, he was seated at the middle of, course, of everything? Yes, of course. He of had course. some, he was thinking about something. He looked preoccupied to me. Um, well, you can never tell with these guys. You know, that's true, and he's pretty stone-faced, generally speaking, but I don't know. I, yeah, he has to do something. I mean, he has this to clearly justifies some form of intervention in Ukraine. He has to make a move. Uh, even the president, oh, wow, it's, coming, it's kind of coming together. Do you rem did you see the, I don't have a clip of it, the president uh, was, uh, was interviewed by Bob Costas. Which was a very funny interview because Bob Costas has like this stink eye and one eye is closed. Yeah, and his the eye is closed because he's got an infection. And the president looks like he's been smoking 15 doobies. Yeah, the president, everyone thinks he was stoned. I don't think he was stoned, but he looked tired for sure. And at the very end, the president says, well, you know, Putin, he likes to sit there and you play the tough guy. You know, that's kind of his shtick. <laughs> Can you imagine someone saying that about our president? Hey, being a being a stoner douchebag is a shtick. Shtick. <laughs> shtick. Um, I I, th I think they're poking him, and if so, I have to say, bravo. Very very smart move. And yeah, uh, and they also uh, give the EU a little what if. And they deserve that. No, I just, that's what I thought I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Newland's great. <laughs> yeah. I have to say she's great. She really, if, if, if that really was set up that way, and I, I think she has it in her, she's been around, man. Let's, did you look her up or not? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I did. No, look, she's look, not look, an agency, but she, everything else is, is, smells of it. And if you got, if you got to, actually, you have to go look it up. 
You have to go to the Wikipedia and look at just to see her picture okay. in the Wikipedia. All right. All right, everyone, do this at home if you're in the this car. This is a picture. This is a Don't picture of this. a girl who's having too much fun. And it's funny because she she's she's very she's very cute, but when you see her whole body, which we haven't really seen because she's always behind the lectern. She's like Humpty Dumpty. I'm, sa- I'm sorry to say it. I mean, I don't like that. Yeah, she could use a little exercise. She, she could get on. She could do a little spin class. Okay, daughter of Yale bioethics and medicine professor. Okay. Coat Rosemary Hall. Is that, a, is that like some huge, like, uh, elite? Well, she went to Brown. Okay, Brown, Brown. Is, Brown is, is spook heaven. Shoat. I have no idea. Shoat. Coat Shoat. She speaks Russian, French, and some Chinese. Hello. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, senior Office of Foreign Service. <clears throat> Spook. Hello. Worked for both Democratic and Republican. And during the Bill Clinton administration, she was Chief of Staff to Secretary of State, Strobe Talbot, uh, W. Bush, Principal Deputy Foreign Policy Advisor to Cheney. Pfft. Okay. She's in the zombie crew. U.S. Ambassador to NATO. And that's the uh, military industrial complex. Special Envoy for the Conventional Armed Forces in Europe. Yeah, she's. And in terms of manipulation, you have to remember she's married to Robert Kagan. Yeah, that's who is that's a it. Brookings guy, and yeah. he's the founder of the Project for the New American Century, a oh. right wing neocon. Well, thing. no, these are the guys that said we need a new Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Before 9 11 took place. Right. Unfortunately, they wrote that before 9 11. Gee. Yeah, we need a new 9 11, and we need to blow up Syria. That's also in the. Uh, I you know I need to get that I need to review those documents again the the PNAC because there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there that is I think is happening now I know Syria was listed in PNAC because we have to rubbleize it uh, wouldn't surprise me if there's something in there about Ukraine and Belarus and all these other kind of in between countries uh, I had a, a clip of Matt I don't remember what it is let me just listen for a second he was bitching about something in regards to this as well um, yesterday and. Victoria's phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen the comments from uh, Chancellor Merkel's uh, spokesperson saying mm-hmm. that this is unacceptable. Do you uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you agree? Well, I, I think if you were to, if Toria were standing back here again, she would convey to you that she apologized. Uh, obviously, because that's not doesn't reflect how she feels about our relationship with the EU. It's also important to note that she's been in close touch with (laughs) EU officials since then, not about this, but about work we're doing together on Ukraine. Uh, So uh, we have a long and enduring relationship with Germany. Uh, The secretary was just there last week, as you know, and discussed a range of bilateral issues we work on, and we expect uh, we'll be back to business as usual with them as well. Right, but she, in the phone call, she didn't say... F Germany. She said F the EU. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Matt. He's really good. No, I, I th- felt the same way. Yeah. And Merkel, you, know, you say, you say, fuck the EU, which is what she said. And why is Merkel all of a sudden? Why is Merkel tizzy? jump up as uh-huh. though she was personally offended? Uh huh. Because that's that was as as, as they like to use in the, in the big magazines. That was telling. That was telling. Chilling yet telling. Totally. You. I I so, know I am familiar with what she said. Right. So uh, so but uh, <laughs> so it's a it's a broader thing here. I mean, what is your what is your response? I mean, do you think that Merkel is that, that, that the Germans are taking this blowing this out of proportion? I mean, what do you is your, what would your response be to her? Is it the diplomatic equivalent of like you know, lighten up Angela or something? What 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 is it? <laughs> 
I think I would. I think we're just conveying that. Obviously, we've moved forward in our relationship with the EU. Yeah, yeah. Blah 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 blah. All right. Uh, we close it out. Well, I do have one thing because I just. I, I. It's not better than that clip, but I do have one more little clip here that came from uh, the. Uh, also, Pataki, Saki, whatever her name is. I keep saying Pataki when it's Saki. Saki. But it starts with a P. It's Saki. Jam Saki. And yes, that, by Saki. the way, they're doing a different angle on her. You must look at the video. Yeah. She has her hair. She had, now, she has kind of one of those, um, yeah, you know what it is? Um, it used to be like a, a posh spice. No, what's her name? Victoria Beckham. Yeah, Where it's kind of cut down, so it's longer in the front, but it's a it's a very straight edge cut, and they're they're catching her on a different angle, which I'm sure is someone thought about. She looks kind of cute in this in she this looks, new shot. She's interesting because she's yeah. you know, she worked for the agency, so she she looks like she's a really a field agent. She's got all these different looks. You'd never yeah. recognize her on the street. She's perfect. Yeah. And she's redhead, well, so she has no soul, which is great for her for being perfect. a <laughs> So, and you can tell when she tries to be funny. Now, yeah. this next this thing I got, Saki is an yeah, I idiot. See it. I see it. Yeah. I want to set it up. This was the, and this is actually two clips put together. This was the clip that, or two. There were two clips with with a little conversation in between, used on RT. So RT, when they were doing their package believe that these were the most important clips and one of them just seemed to ridicule the woman for having no sense of humor with that stupid joke about the fishing boat and and I just thought it was a te again telling that they would think these clips from because you had different clips completely I thought you were going to actually have one of these part of one of yours but generally but the RT people for some reason thought this was important it's been in close contact with uh, EU High Representative Ashton also let me convey that uh, she has been in contact with her EU counterparts and and of course uh, has apologized uh, but uh, for these reported comments, of course. So you're not confirming that the comments are accurate? Yeah, I saw this. is very funny. Accurate. She's I'm just not going to speak to a private diplomatic <laughs> conversation, uh, yeah. Arshad, but I'm obviously speaking to the content of the reports. You may know the story of how she uh, lived on a Russian boat for uh, about eight months when she was 23, and she learned how to perfect perhaps certain words in a couple of languages. So perhaps it speaks to that more than a pervasive viewpoint. You're not suggesting that she has a predisposition against Russia. No, I was suggesting <laughs> that she learned Russian curse words and curse words on but the this fishing was, boat. This was in English. She, I was making a joke oh, oh, about yeah, her learning curse words on a fishing wow. boat. Okay. okay, all right. Memo to Department of State. We'll do the jokes. Unbelievable. Uh, I, and I, I did but I hear like that. the one woman who, who took it out of context. Does this mean she hates the Russians? <laughs> it's beautiful. Immediate work. It's beautiful. <laughs> hey, meanwhile, how about all those athletes uh, protesting about, about the gays, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nothing happening. Let's close this segment out. While I'm driving off laughing, this is what I'll say. <laughs> God, I love that. That's one of our better ones. That's an evergreen. <laughs> so it's a gem. It really, is, it really is nice. Um, uh, dozens of gay protesters were arrested, John, two days ago in Idaho. 
they had, I have to play this clip. This is from the gay news because uh, Andy Hum got a copy of the thing. He looked like he was on the show. Andy, wait, like wait, wait, what was, did you just say? Andy Hum got a copy of the thing? What is this? What are you talking about? Of the, of the, our white paper? Our white paper. Oh. And he looked, he would never respond to it, but he looked perplexed during the, because they were doing their, like your Obama bots. You have a perspective and you stick with it and screw the facts. Yeah, yeah. who cares? And he just didn't seem himself. But this, I have to play, this is the clip that they were discussing some of the, some company got mad and they pulled out of their sponsorship and some nobodies. I don't even remember who they were and I don't have the clip of the, their name. But he does have the, another, pro, he, he mentions another major protests, which I will then describe for you because a, a picture was flashed on the screen. IOC sponsors or, you know, uh, the major Olympic sponsors, they are, but they're the first major corporation to uh, condemn the anti-gay laws in Russia. The first! You'd think by now someone else in the corporation would have condemned these laws. Also condemning it, second corporation, DeVry University, which you see advertising on TV and you think is cheesy, but in fact, many Olympic athletes are students of DeVry University. So there was a protest against all this in, in London. Uh, we have a picture of it. Uh, Very they, creative. They, they did Swan Lake outside the <laughs> Russian embassy there in protest of the Sochi Olympics and the anti-gay laws in Russia. Also in Lond out of London, oh. the UK Observer is calling for same-sex kissing from the podium in Sochi and the waving of rainbow flags. Yeah. And the British yeah. government yeah. announced... Yeah. This is not going to happen, people. No, and it's, and it's actually ludicrous. Now, that they, they, this protest in front of the Russian embassy in London... Four people. <laughs> Swan Lake with four people? Four people dressed in blue tights and tutus yeah. with stuff written across their chest, and they were dancing around, these four people, yeah. and this is newsworthy. So yeah. no, this is all this yeah, is, this is this, this is a fail in my opinion. Well, it's a fail, but it's I think it's wildly successful. But Brian here, yeah, well, yes, here, Brian, the uh, the gay crusader. Uh, so this is his first real journey into the world that we live in every single day and you know he, he sends me a story an hour apparently you know grinder you ever heard of grinder the app grinder g-r-i-n-d-r oh right right grinder is the gay yes uh, the gay app uh, match gay okay. hookup app yeah hookup um, app. and it's you know it uses uh geolocation and uh I'm reliably informed. Right, it's for stalkers. This is never a heterosexual version of this has never appeared because it would be yeah, probably you, you, illegal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for uh, for, uh, for the gay guys here, it's very uh, very popular. And there's a version of this in Russia. And the Daily Mail wrote this whole article. It's totally bogative, of course. Um, if you use this app in Russia, it pops up and says. You can be arrested because, you know, you're propagating gay propaganda. Section 6, with a K, by the way. Not even, they even misspelled it. And uh, so they have all these screenshots. Um, you know, this, this, there's a story a day here in the United States. And everybody is just so all in. And I've, been, I've, I've, I've given up. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to tell anybody uh, what I think. I'd forget it. <laughs> I gave it. up right away. Yeah, well, I still had, you know, I'd, uh, you know me, I'm an idealist, John. You can pass the thing around. I think this little paper, and I, yeah, I, that's the, that's the best thing. And if people read it, great. We did get a nice email back from the two Yale professors who had written a uh, an op-ed in the Washington Post, 
uh, saying, hey, you know, do you know how bad it is in America? Are you crazy? And it was almost like they had read the white paper. They hadn't. Brian sent it to them and they were, oh, crap, this is great. You know, they're not going to follow it up because, you know, they got tenure. They don't want to ruin their careers. No. No one wants to do that. That's why this is why the only reason why we can do this. We are the only people who can do this. And then Pussy Riot, and then Pussy Riot, this is funny, Pussy Riot did a show with Madonna at Amnesty International, which of course is State Department run and funded, so they're all, you know, let's all hate Russia, and um, this is the, the liberated duo, but the, the rest of the band has disowned them, they said, these are, these kids, they're not even allowed to use the name Pussy Riot, they're not real, they've been hijacked. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I... Yeah, it's, it's in the show notes. It's pretty funny. Um, okay, six members of Russian rock punk rock collective Pussy Riot have signed an open letter insisting Maria Alyokhina and Nadzenda Tolkonovia not, not be billed as members. It said the two had forgotten about the aspirations and ideals of our group. The pair performed alongside Madonna at a concert in New York on Wednesday. Of course, Madonna's always there. And she, and she means well, but she's misguided. Uh, these two were jailed uh, for two years after singing a protest song in Moscow, uh, known as Masha and Nadia. The six members of the collective who signed the letter, and all their names, uh, they say the group belonged to a leftist anti-capitalist ideology, but the pair had become institutionalized advocates of prisoners' rights. Unfortunately for us, they are being so carried away with the problems in Russian prisons, they completely forgot about the aspirations and ideals of our group. Feminism, separatist resistance, fight against authoritarianism, authoritarianism, and... Authoritarianism. Moratorianism. Can't say it either. Personality cult, all of which, as a matter of fact, was the cause for their unjust punishment. And they're saying, hey, we, we don't... Our performance are always illegal, Staged only in unpredictable locations. We would never do a setup thing billed as here's Pussy Riot. Right on, girls. Absolutely. This is a legal performance. Yeah. So they've, they've been disowned. They're not even Pussy Riot. Well, the thing is, though, you have to say they've got their, their taste of prison and then they saw the injustices and now they're, they're actually doing something that's not just a general bullcrap, you know, uh, political statement. We're against it. Hmm. They're actually focusing now, which I think is a, probably a positive thing for those two women. Okay. I think it's better. I think you're better off if you're one of these types, these activists, to find a problem and focus on it and do something true. about it rather than just bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. So anyway, so, um, so for me, the uh, the games are ruined. If there's too much, too ruined. much terrorism they, they just talk. Just started. No, too much terrorism talk. You know, widows two point, black widows two point oh. Yeah. You know, we're all gonna blow up. It's just you know, gay this, gay that. By the way, did you catch the uh, the opening song? And this I thought was the funniest. When uh, when they opened the ceremony, the song was by a group called Tattoo. Are you familiar with Tattoo? No. Google T A T U. In 2000, they had a huge hit, uh, and uh, they're not really lesbians, but they portray lesbians in their video clip. They're for Russian, Russian lesbians. This is yeah. like the ultimate fu. Like, hey, West, here's our here's our lesbian song. Oh yeah, they look like pretend lesbians. Right, but I thought that was cool. 
Well, the other thing is they had a, a in the second half where they had the really spectacular showing after they marched all these uh, athletes out. They had a, 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 a just an outrageously gay ballet that they presented. I don't remember which ballet it was, but there was this one ballerina and she was flirting with these two guys, a fat guy and a, and a soldier. And then the fat guy and the soldier were going to get together. They looked like they were going to become gay lovers. <laughs> and then she broke them up. And then there was a third guy who looked like a a a, a, a guy from uh, uh, the YMCA group, a village people. Village people. <laughs> and he was in there. And now they were having these guys. There was three guys and a girl. It looked like some sort of a sexual thing. And it was just all. It was just. And nobody, of course, they know. Can I make a suggestion? Can I make a suggestion? Get out of the house a little more. <laughs> really, like I don't know what you're seeing in all of this. Have you, you, I'm telling you, I could. I actually have it. I kept it on the DVR because I knew you'd say something like that. I'm going to send it to you on a DVD, and I want you to tell me I'm wrong about this. Okay. This was a homoerotic ballet. That's well, Hello, it's ballet. <laughs> ballet is, by definition, homoerotic. Well, this was over the top. And it's beautiful. Although I find the ballet, you know, oh, sometimes, I can do Broadway musicals, no problem. Ballet gets a little old for me. It's all bright to purity and... And I, and I like the athleticism of it all, but I look at this, those guys' pants, and I'm like, like, why am I sitting here? I'm inferior. <laughs> inferior. Completely inferior. I'm a loser. They're using socks. No, that's, that's, a, that's not true. No. Well, they, those guys work out a lot. Yeah, that, that should be it. I, and I don't work out at all. I'm on that bike all the time trying to, oh, come on, grow, 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 grow. I see we both got the, uh, well, I, my clip is titled Sarajevo. Your clip is called Bosnia is Next. <laughs> Let me see. I'll play yours first. Mine's just a short clip. Those are the headlines this hour here on France 24. I'm Shona Bhattacharya. Thanks for joining us. Protesters fought with riot police in Bosnia's major cities in the third straight day of unrest. Large crowds set fire to government buildings, including the presidential palace. Around 145 people were injured, more than half of them policemen. Now play mine. Hold on. The situation at the moment in Sarajevo is a pretty tense, uh, especially in the city center. The entrance and uh, some parts of the presidency, the famous presidency building, are on fire. The Every single police vehicle in around has been also burned down, and the looting and robbering is taking place in the center of Sarajevo, including the very popular shopping mall in the heart of the town. But to my mind, there are two major reasons for these protests. Uh, this is the uh, poverty and injustice. The Bosnia has more than 40% of unemployment rate, and it's the number one uh, for the corruption in Europe. The people are uh, very unsatisfied with it, and they are demanding changes, demanding law to take place. Yeah, rubbleization, I think, is uh, is yeah. In, and in when play. they set the, the like the White House on fire, yeah, you know something's up. Uh, yeah. So that's yeah, rubbleization. Rubbleization is yeah. probably needed. Of <laughs> Bosnia, they they just got done being rubbleized. Well, they weren't rubbleized enough. It's very, very sad. And we can bring our guys in there to rebuild the thing in the in the yeah. so it looks like another Bechtel operation. Okay. You know, these modern cities that we're putting up here and there, like 
Before the Chinese do, I guess. Based on our, our previous conversation about um, heroin and fentanyl and Narcan, we received a couple of emails, which I think will be kind of uh, interesting to go through. Uh, it's, it's kind of off the news, but you know, once the Olympics are, are over, then uh, we'll get back. I guess Hoffman, you know. We got the Academy Awards coming up, so it'll be talked about again. Oh, yeah, they'll have a yeah. big tribute to him. Uh, so he's one of our producers. He says, um, most people I know that are addicted, and, and it, as it turns out, we have a, a fair amount of people who have had or are having their experiences with uh, all kinds of narcotics, legal and illegal, and also um, uh, Narcan. Um, but uh, this particular producer says... Most people I know that are addicted had their first exposure to opiates at the dentist. Vicodin is the number one prescribed drug in the country. Generic name, hydrocodone. They get you hooked. If you want to get clean, you have to get addicted to another drug like Suboxone or Methadone. And he goes on to say, doctor's just a business like everybody else. Just gotta, gotta keep pushing it all the way through. And uh, I found that to be interesting that Vicodin would be the gateway drug. Yeah, don't you think so? I've had Vicodin. Um, I, yeah, if you take a pill once in a while it's very yeah, something. something but I, I literally got it from the dentist, which is kind of funny, but I, you know, I didn't get hooked on it or anything. Um, but here's the story that uh, that turned me on the most, and, and I was of course, you know, my, one of my part of my thesis is that perhaps we are poisoning the heroin supply to get people back to the expensive pharmaceuticals. It turns out, in 1926, the United States government poisoned alcohol, which resulted in 30,000 people dying, I think, in, you know, in like a month, to, um, to get people off of the illegal stuff and prepared for... Um, you know, to get them out of the speakeasies and to prepare them to uh, either, uh, I guess when the, the 21st Amendment was passed, when was that passed? That was, I don't know exactly. It was after World War One, I, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I well, both, yeah, both. Uh, but the, this article uh, very clearly, because of course there was a lot of denaturing of alcohol so people couldn't just take, you know, th there was alcohol around, but the um, the government uh, and states, of course, would uh, poison it, uh, but you know, denature it so that it wouldn't really be tasty or drinkable at all. Uh, but this article very clearly uh, lays out how the government was complicit in actually poisoning alcohol to get people to not use the illegal product, which I didn't know they had done. I didn't, I, I didn't know that till right now, but yeah. it doesn't surprise me. Um, this is classic government looking out for you. That's poison the public. Of course, maybe that'll help our cause. In the seventies, um, the government sprayed the Mexican marijuana fields with Paraquat, right, which is toxic. Mm -hmm. Paraquat is interesting. I used to, when I was uh, worked at the uh, as an air pollution inspector, I had the Standard Oil Standard Oil Chevron chemicals made Paraquat, and the stuff was just. I don't even know if they make it anymore. The stuff was unfortunately. It was a nasty product because it looked, it had the consistency looked like Coca-Cola. Mm. And every year, the number of people died because they saw it in a bottle or something and they thought it was Coke. <laughs> and just one little sip of it and you're, de you're done. Anyway, onward. 
Yeah, so I, I thought that was interesting to note that that is not foreign for our government to poison the supply to get people off of it. And I was watching the, um, the McLaughlin group, and um, uh, normally Eleanor is a total twat. She, she ha- and I don't have a clip of her because she was just so good it wasn't even funny. She, she had it everything. She had it down. She's like, oh, people get, are getting hooked on, um, on the prescription drugs. Uh, they, they, either the doctor takes them off or you know, whatever. It's just cheaper for them to go to heroin. She had it completely down. She knew exactly what was going on. Pat Buchanan, on the other hand, is the, either he's a total moron, possible, or he's lying purposely. Outlawing heroin will at least save some people from taking one. It ain't going to save Pat, them all you, uh, you wouldn't necessarily, <laughs> you would probably not know this, but the UN has been sounding the alarm about increased opium production in Afghanistan. But the White House did not connect the dots. Oh, forget oh. the UN for heaven's sakes. Well, Everybody knows that, the, frankly, you know who finished off the drug business in, in Afghanistan? The Taliban outlawed it and burned up all those fields and everything. Yes, and oh. now they're back. the population okay, and they okay. decided now they embrace the poppy fields. Does he really think that's true? I don't know what he thinks. The guy's unbelievable. He was he ran for president. That's yeah. They, well, okay. Then yes, he must believe it because that's about the level of the intelligence of, of our of our presidents. Yeah. No, yeah. Anyway, so just to uh, to finalize my addiction segment here, I have been uh, searching for some backup to my thesis that Facebook is a gateway drug. Ah. And I have found a Harvard study, very interesting, who did MRI scans. Uh, and they did MRI scans of people um, anticipate. A lot of it's about the anticipation, by the way, of getting a notification that someone has commented on your thing or your like. Um, but the MRI scans of patients waiting for Facebook uh, feedback and playing a slot machine and those using cocaine look exactly the same. That makes sense. Self-disclosure. And the people who are Facebook addicts seem to have an addictive personality to begin with. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any, uh, uh, no, I don't have no research on that yet. But I did get this. Uh, this is uh, from the, oh, also from, the, is this the MIT? No, this is the Harvard study. Self-disclosure is strongly associated. Self-disclosure. This is what you do on Facebook. Self-disclosure strongly associated with increased activation in brain regions that form the mesolimbic dopamine system, including the nucleus accumbens and ventral tegmental area. People were even willing to forego money to disclose about themselves. So my, my thesis... And, um, and I think what's kind of interesting, if you have a friend or a family member who uses Facebook and they're on it a lot, look over their shoulder They just say, hey, can I just watch where you scroll through your news feed and, and observe what they're doing? Because what you will see is that n- nothing you will see there is of any interest to you. Zero. <laughs> no, they will be, and, and I'm convinced if they do, if, if I were to do it, I'm, if I was doing Facebook and someone else would look who's a Facebook addict. They would find nothing of interest because it's not about actually what you're reading. It is 80% about affirmation being made to feel good 
because you have a lousy life and you're depressed and you're and the Olympics suck and, and you know you the, the you have a vasectomy, whatever the problem is, and it's a lot more these days. Facebook is a drug. It functions like a drug where you post something about yourself, which is always a lie. Amazing cupcake. <laughs> Beautiful sunrise. I love this analysis of yours up for this, by the way. Um, Nothing is funnier. <laughs> I, I really believe no, there's no, something going I, I on No, I know you're dead serious. That's why it's so good. Because everything you say is accurate. And I have... And, well, I was going to say... I don't team. use Facebook, but I know people who do. I said it before. And, and yeah, I could, this all makes nothing but sense to me, which I, is probably I, one of the reasons I, I dislike it so much. Me too. Me too. And because and, I have... And, it's, and Twitter is not the same, by the way. It is not the same. Because, you know, the first thing you do is you, you, you collect your friends, right? You, this is not really broadcasting. This is because if if you if you do something on Twitter, you know you get a retweet, big whoop. But you want your friends and your family and your distant friends who are you can't have more than five thousand. And you and you and by the way, you rank them. You know, it's like you have acquaintances, unfaith acquaintances. You know, so you'll see their stuff more often. And I think this is why Google Plus is not working because you need this the, the plus one they tried to do that but <clears throat> they've messed up the whole friend thing with the circles that's where google plus they didn't understand and i think facebook zuckerberg is a genius if if you've never seen the <clears throat> the movie or heard the history they started no, I this, agree with this they started too. they started this thing out making it with algorithms if you saw the movie drew the algorithm on the on the window so that you would see people that you would be attracted to would be interested in and so they, they're very, very smart, and they just they made this crack, this drug. It's like Snow Crash. You know, it really is... <clears throat> excuse me. That's something in my throat. It truly is um, built to trigger your mechanism, trigger your brain. I'm very curious how Paper is going to work, which is their new app. I haven't played with it at all, because it looks like that is much more of a consumption versus what is really the, the drug... And that is the post something about your lousy, miserable life. If you have nothing to say, then you can always post one of those pictures, a kitten or some joke or a link to something unbelievable. You won't, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> so that people will then reshare it and like it. And I know a lot of people and I, friends on Facebook, very, very smart people. And I and, and I and I and I can see they're depressed. They are depressed, and they need the feedback loop. It's a necessity, and it's very, very unhealthy in in my opinion. Very, very unhealthy, and particularly if, like most teens, you like drinking uh, energy drinks. You know, add some Red Bull to that. You're hyping your whole body is up, just going nuts, and you get this, you know, this little oh, I got a like, oh, I got a comment. And by the way, likes, and, and you can, uh, you, John, maybe you can observe this if you know anyone who has Facebook. Uh, so people will scroll through their timeline, and when they really can't be bothered to make a comment or, you know, but they really do want that person to like them later, you click like. Oh, I got to click like, otherwise he won't like my stuff. Yeah, no, the whole like thing, is, I think, is somewhat nauseating. Like us on Facebook. And the other thing I've said it before, I'll say it again because I like saying it, which is I hate any any website or or initiative or software that says sign in using Facebook. Ugh. And I've run into ones that won't let you sign in using anything. You have to have Facebook. Bull crap. 
Yeah, this happens a lot. Other apps that you can't, but that that's that's because why would another app want you to do that? It makes oh, no sense. Yeah, it does. Because when you do that, it makes no it, sense to me. Oh, oh, then you need to do a little research in the in the in the development program. If you do that, you get all this information about these people because you you get to have all their their all the all the things they've posted, their movies, their preferences, their sexual preferences, their status, their school, their friends, their friends' information. You should look it up. If you use the Facebook login and you're in the developer program, you get so much info. I mean, tons of it. And that's that's why they do it, man. And yeah, sure, there's some ease of use, but really it's all about just getting information so that you can... You know, satisfy your venture capital so, wait, investors. You're telling me that I, when I, I'm on some site that's, that's, you know, sign in on Facebook, they want me to sign in on Facebook so they can ex- further exploit me or get book on me or figure uh, out. What, yes. You know, what I, let me let me ask well, you. The, screw let, them. Let me let's look at the let's look at the equation differently. You're getting a free thing that someone developed, someone put money into, probably venture capital or angel investors. They really want to be purchased by Facebook because that's the only way out these days. Yeah. You're getting a free shiny trinket. I'm getting free nothing. It's always, always pay somehow. Exactly. This free thing doesn't work. (laughs) I'm going to show my support by donating to Noah J. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. (laughs) Yeah, on Noah J. Right, it does not work very well. Well, what works is that if you have people like our great producers who come in and help us yes. finance the show yes. by becoming producers, then it works that way. But th- yeah. then it's not free, and it shouldn't be. No, it's value James for value. Rockle will start with out of Waterloo, Ontario. One, two, three, four, five. Wait a minute, where? Uh... He sent us a note. He said, "I funny, I, I have a different name here." You don't have James Rockle. No. Okay. Right under Michael Miller, number 11 on the spreadsheet? Uh, no, I have completely different names. You sure you got the right spreadsheet? Oh, wait, maybe I got the wrong spreadsheet. I think you have the wrong spreadsheet, dar- darling. Uh, darling. Number nine. What, I, sh- what show are we on? Uh, oh, yeah, I do. Somehow, there would, somehow last week's spreadsheet opened. Bastards. Oh, I see. Okay, I got it. I got it. I know what happened. Oh, I'm glad someone's paying attention to the show. What? <laughs> I wonder I couldn't find I'm looking for some guy's name to X out because he doesn't want his name revealed and I have to be careful. Okay, you're talking about David Bevers. Yes, 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 yes. But his also one, two, I know, three, four, I know. five. That's what threw me for a moment there. Yeah. Um, right. I want to see what he, uh, he does have a note. I, I don't, we're not going to read these notes, but this one, Statler and Waldorf, took me months to get that bingo list working to work out, and here I am already hit it a second time. This is a true reason for the one, two, three, four, five donation. Huh. I'm not I'm not getting what he's talking about. Sebastian Alsher, one, two, three, four, five out of Frankfurt, Germany. And he wants I think he the go click on Clinton dash divorce.com. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know we have this. We have different permutations now. Yes. What, I, what is it? What's the joke? We have, well, we have ClintonDivorce.com and now Clinton-Divorce.com. Well, I'm sure oh, okay. it just forwards the No Agenda show, doesn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can check it. Don't forget oh. Obama divorce coming up. Oh, wait a uh, minute. That's the one we had. Hold on a second. You're right. Clinton-Divorce.com. 
divorce dog. Let me just, I'll just check it. Let me see if it, yeah, it goes to no agenda show. So we have Clinton and Obama divorce. Good. Jason Great. Doolin in Lost Wages, Nevada, 12333. Carrie Rosenbarker, uh, 12333 in Endwell, New York. Did I do something about 12333? Because C Squared Productions came in with 12333. And then my, oh, this is the one guy I suggested. I think it was the C Squared guy. Yeah. Michael Como in Cold Spring Harbor, New York, 12333. Okay, and he he makes a note. He's gonna have his birthday call out. There's some. It's one two it's, it's, triple hello, three. Hello, hello. It's the executive order one two triple three. Oh yes. Uh, Come first of all, you showed up without your without your keyboard. You came to the class without your keyboard. You have the wrong homework. Very disappointed in you. I think we need a parent teacher night. Okay. But mommy never shows up. <laughs> She's too busy drinking. <laughs> I fell down the stairs. God. I fell down the stairs because mommy was drinking. Oh, Ryan uh, Spletzer in Midland, Michigan, one eleven eleven, and he's got. Does he get anyone coming to the stage here? Um, yeah, not today, you. not today. But um, I don't see it. He's got nobody. Um, he loves the, the our gay uh, analysis. Brian, the gay crusader. Rock with the great. <laughs> Gay oh, he said he hit, he hit his dad in the mouth. Uh, this is kind of nice. So I hit my dad in the mouth when he started regurgitating the media's droning message about Russia's anti-gay laws. He said, by the way, since when do we give a shit about Russia's laws of gay, pro-gay, anti-gay? It's very agenda-like. Yep. Anyway, well, Robert it's, Love, it's fun. It's, fun. You know, it's, it's a reason for straight guys to go learn about gays. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something there's something to that. Huh. $111 from Robert Love in Orlando, Florida. James Scherer in Spearfish, South Dakota. Landlocked state with a city named Spearfish. Yeah. $100. Woods Woods, $100 from Westbury, New York. Stephen Vanderhaven. He did send a note, which in okay. by mail. I do have to read this because I have a commentary here. Just, the note doesn't really say much. Just thanks for your courage. I enjoyed the past episodes about Common Core, Common Core, and the China's um, rail scheme. And he went on. And but here's what happened. So I want to tell this to all the knights. And this is Sir Stephen. Uh, and count the money. This is count the money. Oh, count the money. Yes. Yeah, count the money. So instead of getting some candle, some some sealing wax. Uh, to do the seal with the ring, which you have to have sealing wax. You have to go to a stationary store. You have to call, you know, go to noagendashow.com. Well, you, you do get sealing wax with your night ring. Yes, you do, and you use it up if you use it much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Eric at the com, he sells it. But you oh. can get it all over the place. Instead... Is he doing refills? Is that what he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> so instead, uh, count the money here, uh, used a apparently his wife's strawberry scented lipstick paraffin candle oh <laughs> yeah how'd that work not out the same and so there's a gob of goo and because <laughs> paraffin is just an oil-based product it's just a whole envelope it's messy stuff. <laughs> strawberries it stunk up the house and you know and your, your, it was all greasy and your mail carriers are angry because it soaks into the paper yes. so you get this gob of grease there's no evidence that this was ever done it worked out at all don't do that <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. That's the note. Is <laughs> you bitching it's about my it? My note to okay. the knights out there. All right. I like to use the ceiling wax. Right. Go buy some from Eric. 
Sir JD in seven at seven seven forty seven in San Jose, California. Is that is there a, a seven seven for year seven? Yeah. Hmm. But we're in. Yeah, I guess we're in year seven. That's true. That's a good one. We we in, yeah, we're in year seven. seven. What's the four seven mean? Seven seven four seven. Oh, seven seven four seven. Seven seven for year se- four seven. Yes, oh. Yeah, yeah. Not like the one, two, three, 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 which I don't get. I'm going to add these to the. Yeah, to the donation page. It's a great, great one, I have to say. 69! 69, dude! starts this off from Grand Blanc. Say his name again because you just stepped on it. Yeah. Christopher Uh, Gray. Christopher Gray. Grand Blanc, Michigan. Uh, Sir Pate Schnakes. Amsterdam. Richard Chow, Fullerton, California. Jason, good old plain Jason, in Wanaki, Wisconsin. Says, I requested job karma this summer, and it worked. Now I need a little relationship karma. Thanks, Jason, from Madison, Wisconsin, home of the noodle kid. Yeah, we'll give you some, uh, everyone some karma at the, at the end there, for sure. CSS, Computer Solutions and Services. 69, 69, dude. That's it. List. That's it. Ben Blessing, $69 from Parts Unknown. Kristan Smith, Blight in Lincolnshire, UK, 60. And Brandon and hold Fenton on. Kristen in Colorado says, Springs, 59. Kristen says, my, my 13-year-old daughter has started listening to the show, which makes me a very proud father. Well, good for her. <coughs> Indeed. If you just tell us her name, we could give a call yeah, out. Yeah. Brandon Fenton. Is that, didn't I just do that? Mm. No, Brandon Fenton in Colorado Springs. Okay, we'll do him again. Yeah. Radu Partuk in Gross Il, Michigan, 55-55. Uh, we'll get karma to everybody. <coughs> Olaf Wolf in Munich, Deutschland. München. München. Uh, Dean Warnecki, 55-49 from Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Gary Owens in Lost Wages, Nevada. Uh, double nickels on the dime. That's a dying one. Mac Tank, 5432 in La Jolla, California. Aaron Mago, Mago, Megafin. He says, 5432. Hi, gents. 5432. Awesome. I thought this might make a good awesome donation amount. Karma for the show, hosts and listeners. Outstanding. A, dr- a drama queen, Mac yeah. Tank. <laughs> 5432. Awesome. <laughs> or. <laughs> Aaron Magafin, as we said, Woodstock, Ontario, 5160-56. Mark Kudrowski in Hugo, Minnesota, nuts. 5069. And also 5069 from Kathleen Stokes in Woburn, Massachusetts, nuts. Two nuts in a row. Dennis Price in. Pine Grove, California, 50. These are all 50s. Uh, David Pete, LLC, uh, Aubrey, Texas, Daniel Sands in Kirkland, Washington, Max Maxime uh, Barub in Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada, where all the money is. I, hold on a second. What is this note here? I've been listening to your show for a while. It's my first donation. Hesitated a long time being a Christian. I wondered if it was wrong to donate to you because of your stance on homosexuality and your non-belief in Christ. Just being honest. But I thought that I should give you a little something for the information you provide along with the pleasure I have listening to your show, in spite of our differences of opinions on these matters. I'm sure you understand the reason homosexuality and sexual diversity is promoted by the elites is simply to undermine society, and they being Satanists, you would expect them to demonize Christianity as they do. But I tell you what, when you become 
a born-again Christian, Adam. I will donate $50 every month. I hope this message doesn't upset you, but these values are truly important to me. Adam, whatever you do, do not become a Satanist. Cheers from Alberta, where the money is. Max. I uh, sent a note to him telling and quoted some uh, some, per, some scripture, some biblical uh, scripture. citations against this sort of judgment. Mm. Uh, but that's another story. And he, I, you were neither one of us is going to become born again anything. And so, for fifty um, bucks a month, I'll consider it. Well, you know, if you want to go that way, there's plenty of places in Texas that'll dunk <laughs> you in the tank. <laughs> plenty. Uh. And you know, fifty uh. bucks a month. You know, it's, it adds up. Sir James of Norway. Uh, in Reistad, Norway, to be a f- 50 bucks. And finally, the last two, John Virtue in Newport Beach, California, and David Cox in Ione, Washington. I didn't even know there was a town by that name up there. Ion. 50 bucks. I want to thank them and everybody else who helped us on the show, which is show 590. And uh, remember to uh, go to Dvorak.org slash NA. And we do have some general purpose karma coming for all of you. You've got... Carmen. That's right, everybody. And thank you, Sir James of Norway, for your drunk donation. He says, yippee, more kittens, please. Uh, absolutely. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Well, somehow, uh, we messed up a very belated uh, birthday to uh, Black Knight George Funderhorst, Black Knight of Bouncing Hill. He celebrated on January 23rd. Sorry about that, uh, Sir George, and uh, hope your health is uh, doing better. Uh, Owen McGinty, McGinty says happy birthday to Janice. Uh, she turned 40 on February 7th. And Michael Como says happy birthday to his smoking hot wife, Rianne. Uh, she'll be celebrating tomorrow. Happy birthday from all your buddies here at the Best Podcast in and the universe. No nightings, nothing. Nothing. Nothing, 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 Yeah, we're running low on nights. Uh, we do have an upgrade. They have the baronet uh, second night up there. No, that's, yeah, that's true. Uh-oh. Attention all human resources. No entry. Second half of soul. Second half of show, John. Second we half of show. Second half. second half of show, John. Second half of show. The year. Oh, I need some echo. Hold on. Two, one, two. The year was 1947. Some of you will recall that on July 8th, 1947, a little more than 66 years ago, numerous witnesses claimed that an unidentified flying object with five aliens aboard crashed onto a sheep and mule ranch just outside of Roswell, New Mexico. You recall this, John? Oh, yeah. This is a well-known incident that many say has long been covered up by the U.S. Air Force, as well as other federal agencies and organizations. What you do not know is that in the month of April, the year 1948, nine months after the historic day, the following people were born. Albert A. Gore, Jr., Hillary Rodham Clinton, William J. Clinton, John F. Carey, Howard Dean, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, Charles E. Schumer, Barbara Boxer, Joe Biden, and Barack Obama Jr. Senior, sorry. This is the what obvious. Are you implying? 
Well, the obvious consequence of aliens, aliens breeding with sheep and jackasses, of course. Hey, in the morning, and I walked right yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah, baby, I nailed it. Woo-hoo. Now entering the second half of the show, and I almost flubbed the line too. <laughs> I got a book for people to read. It's finished. It's another one of these alternative uh, histories. Uh, essentially, this is this is probably I think the definitive book about Roswell, mm-hmm. uh, at least in so far as it's, it, it ranks the highest in both controversial for the government side of the equation and the flying saucer side, people side. <laughs> my my, the, my side, the, yes. I recommend everybody read this book. It's quite entertaining. It's mm-hmm. called The Day After Roswell by Colonel Philip J. Corso. Mm-hmm. And I was... Wanted, I, I did a bunch of research on Corso, including reading a bunch of papers that were apparently uh, released uh, from the Freedom of Information Act by the FBI that have since been suppressed, but they're available if you just dig around long enough. And the guy has got, he's definitely got the creds that make him a uh, credible, even though there's, and the people that criticize him and this book uh, seem to be sketchy. And so I would say that you, if you want to read about you know, flying saucers, alien technology, a couple of things he says in there. And again, I'm not completely buying into it because it's written with a fictional sound base. The, the voice is fictional or it seems fictional, even though it's, it's not supposed to be. Uh, he claims, among other things, that once the Roswell uh, uh, wreck, which was a flying wing, uh, was grabbed and hauled out of town in, on the back of a tr- flatbed truck, uh, they uh, took a bunch of alien technologies out of it, which be, which d- developed into uh, the transistor, integrated circuits, the laser, and a number of other things that uh, pulse beam weaponry and another number of other things that actually make fairly uh, get fairly close to have making no sense <laughs> in the in the way things work with science because it came out of the blue with a few of these things. Oh, yeah. And this is a very funny book to read because you it's long, or it seems long. It's I'll read long. this. I'll read this. I'll put it in the show notes. You will like the book. It's I'm sure very I will. interesting. It's matter of fact. It's just like, yeah, these things have landed. We've been using these technologies that we steal from these guys. We're under attack. You'll love the book because it talks about you. you Me. Curry will <laughs> like this book because you bring up these wars in space. He claims defense the strategic defense initiative, Star Wars, and all the rest of this that was put in play FBI. was specifically to bring down alien saucers that if they ever invade. It's time to invade. <laughs> Get the <laughs> old geezers first. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a book everyone should read. I'm not saying it's the... But, I was, but there's a number of interesting we'll put, Yeah, we'll factors. put it on the list. Yeah, we'll put it on the list. I'm, I'm, a couple of little side you notes. You know me, I'm all in. I know you're all in. Hey, the, there's, a, there's a couple of things that I personally know that kind of like make you wonder about what he's claiming. Uh, and, and it's hard to find this stuff out. There used to be Northrop, the guy who invented the American flying wing, was told to stand down and stop all flying wing production shortly after this crash occurred. Coincidence? Coincidence? Who wrote the forward for this book. Read the book. And the other thing is... Uh, Shockley, the inventor of the one of the inventors of the transistor, um, George Morrow used to be a, a famous computer guy until he died and came out with a bunch of uh, in the 80s mostly. 
And he worked at Shockley Labs in, in uh, Silicon Valley. And the people working there, because Shockley never did any did much of anything in terms of new designs or ideas, they all wonder where he got the idea for the transistor because they, there was no evidence that he could have done this in the first place. And so this book is, a, and I don't know how Corso got away with writing this book, but apparently he was, he was read in so early in the game in 1940s, in the 40s, that he never had to sign all these, you know, we'll shoot you if you say anything documents. A very good book. Good book. Wow, that's quite an endorsement. And I'm not buying it necessarily, but I have to say, in terms of an alternative explanation for a lot of things, the book is great because it covers, you'll see. Mm -hmm. You'll be impressed. Anyway, day after Roswell, it's as cheap as a buck 19 in Valor books. Mm. But, you know, I, I put it on the Kindle. It's a very fast read on the Kindle. The paper white. <laughs> I love that paper white. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> hey, if this ever happens to me, do not accept this news report. Founder and CEO of American Title Services in Centennial, Colorado, was found dead in his home this week. <clears throat> the result of self-inflicted wounds from a nail gun. <laughs> do, John, if they, if they ever find me... nails to the head. He had, well, yeah, he actually had seven <laughs> nails to the head. Seven nails to the head. And they're calling it suicide. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I love that kind of thing. Please. When this, when, if you hear this, seven or eight, they couldn't even count. Self-inflicted wounds from a nail gun fired into his torso and head. Yeah, that sounds like the way to go, doesn't it? I know what I'll do. I'll shoot some nails in my torso and then in my head. This is, this is, please do not allow that to be ruled a suicide. And I want a full title screen on the dead segment. Damn it. Okay. Um, uh, we got a flu report. Oh, hold on a second. Do we need, uh, do we need do to set it up with it? Like we actually have less flu deaths than you would have in a normal cycle, but no. Should we do the jingle? I, I just want to mention, by the way, I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The swine flu vaccine, when it first came out, everybody was lined up around the blocks to get it. You'd think the entire society be immune to this disease. Can I do the jingle? Yes, please. I'm sorry. It's the no agenda swine flu minute. We got a lot of mileage out of that jingle. And this comes as statewide deaths from the flu hit 202 Woo! yesterday. The Monterey and Santa Cruz <laughs> County Health Department say they have plenty of flu shots to go around, but they order them from manufacturers and could run out temporarily. <laughs> Another free flu shot clinic right around the corner, this time at Salinas Valley Memorial Healthcare Hospital. It's happening on Saturday, Fe February 22nd. The clinic will be set up in the parking lot from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. <laughs> Anyone from the Tri-County area can be vaccinated. All right, let's go shots. to the parking lot. Get your free shots, slaves. Come on, it's good for you. Get your free shots, free shots shot over here. The parking lot. You know what I'm reminded of? I, I did, first thing when they and I visualized a bunch of people standing around a parking lot to get a shot. <laughs> when, when lobotomies were first invented, and I think this was in the 20s. I could be, it could be the 30s. I think it was probably the 20s. It became a very popular uh, method for Calming down the hysterical. Yeah, a lot you, of women. You, you just uh, lobotomy. 
You, you, you get a lobotomy. You drill but in the head and pull out a little bit of uh, brain matter. You don't have to even do that. Huh. Apparently, if, if they, you used to, they used to do lobotomies in Central Park the same way they're doing these shots in the parking lot. People would line up. To, they'd be what? a doctor there, and he have a long what? needle. Wait a minute. People would go to the park for this? Yeah. No. It was very popular for a short period of time. <laughs> no. No. I yes. Can't. No. Yes. Wow. And the guy would. The guy had this very long, very uh, crazy kind of a needle. And what he'd do, because this is why, why it was no big deal, they would take one. You know, I think your left eye and open it up, put the needle ah. in behind the eyeball, and <laughs> go to, really seriously go to a spot in the brain and then nick like the connective tissue between the lo the, the frontal lobes and the rest of the brain, and then you'd go home. That's was the that was because these were very popular for a while. And everyone thought, then they started noticing it wasn't working out, but for the mo but it would calm down the it could calm calm down the wife. I always thought that they that that's how the vibrator was invented. That the that the uh, the woman would be hysterical. In fact, they called it hysterics, and they'd send her to the doctor. And he said, "Oh well, what you need is uh, is you need the orgasmatron." And uh, the, and the doctor had the first vibrators, and it would uh, essentially that's why you have all these movies back in the day when the, oh the handsome doctor and they all were in love with the doctor because he basically had this big jackhammer and the women yeah if you look up the history of the vibrator you'll see exactly this because women were hysterical because they basically they just needed an orgasm well now this guy could do twofer in the park hey baby open your eye and your legs it's a lot of weird stuff that goes on and you know and what? We're Maybe here to keep people from getting involved. Thank in you. And in eighty years from now, people might be saying, "Can you believe those idiots? They went into the park and got shot up with some kind of goop." So Bill Bill Maher is a douchebag. <laughs> okay, fact. Hold on a second. Do we have it? Uh, I think we. Uh, yes, we do. Well, we have it right here. <clears throat> fact. 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 On the best podcast in the universe. Okay. All right, I'm ready. All right, so Bill Maher goes on a uh, on a rant against again, it's an ageist rant. Uh. And by the way, and they had S. E. Cup. Oh, she is the she's panel. the token right winger on MSNBC. She thought this was hilarious. Everything you're about to hear and listen to, the laugh was more. She was just thinking Maher is so funny. Let's make fun of old people and bitch about the fact that they get Social Security, which to me is peculiar because as a as a liberal that uh, uh, that you're all, you're all about liberal, that. Yeah, they would. They're all for Social Security, yeah. it seems to me. But not when it comes to old people, because they should all just starve to death in the streets, apparently. So let's just play a series of clips uh, giving you some insight into this guy's something's wrong with him. The first one. And finally, new rule in the battle for government giveaways. We have to stop thinking in terms of rich versus poor or black versus white and admit it's really a war between the young and the old and the old are winning. When it comes to meeting the needs of our seniors, money is no object. Uh, you know, in America, we talk a lot about entitlements and who are the takers and who are the makers. And here's the bottom line from the current issue of Harper's. Federal yearly spending per child, 3822 Federal yearly spending per senior, 
25 grand for a 55. Douchebag. Seniors keep asking, what kind of world are we leaving for our grandkids? Well, one where Head Start, nutrition assistance, and child welfare are being cut. These days, when Grandpa finds a quarter behind your ear, he keeps it. Now, of course, the granddad, the old lady we're talking about here has to pay for utilities and rent and, and housing and food. Groceries. The kid, how are you comparing it to some child that's being raised by, by parents? Are you trying saying that the kids should get $25,000 and, and the oldster should just get nothing yeah. and let them move in with the kid and the, and, his, and, the, and the sons and daughters? I mean, what kind of... What is he? What is he trying to say here? Well, it's, I, I it's, never... it's also just comedy, John. I mean, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's not. It's very serious for comedy. Play part two. Uh, that was part two. You mean part three? Yeah, part three. But let's not kid ourselves where our tax dollar goes. It goes to grandma because she votes, and young people don't. So this is his like his conclusion is that it's all about the vote, and that's the reason they should get nothing. He goes on and on. He makes jokes about the uh, penal uh, uh, pump, uh, Viagra, uh, all the sex that's going on in the in the house. They, apparently, there's another thing you run into with liberals: the idea that anyone over sixty has sex. Oh, it's is just weird, weird, weird. Ooh, that's weird. like why would you have oh, sex? Like my parents having sex. Ooh, weird, weird. Oh, yeah, I can't very, think about it. Very juvenile. My grandparents. They were well into their eighties. Uh, I knew there was some hang. I was I, there was some hanky panky still going on with them, and I thought yeah. that was beautiful. Good for them. Yeah. And anyway, this finishes with Mar Part Four. But here's what I don't understand: Why, if seniors are having all this government subsidized fun, why are they the angriest people politically? <laughs> And they are. 76% of seniors say they're, quote, dissatisfied with the way things are going in the country today. Why? You're getting all the money and half the pussy. <laughs> all right, that was funny. That brought S.E. Cup into hysterics. She just thought this whole thing was funny. He had a joke about uh, Astro Glide, as long as they don't mix it up with the polydent. I mean, the materials. <laughs> right. There, but right. it's hateful. And it, and it actually was yeah, Buzzkill I mean, Jr.'s watching this, and he says, you know what's interesting to him, uh, and he's a Lacanian philosopher, basically. He says that, generally speaking, the comedians of the world are the, are stem from the court jester. Yes. The court jester is a guy who, who with within reason, ridicules the king, ridicules the, the cardinal, yes. ridicules the people. To entertain the, them, to entertain the elites. Yes, but it's, it's but the, but the target is the powerful. It's always the powerful. You don't start targeting the people. You don't start targeting the el the elderly. You don't start targeting people that are are usually helpless. Why, what kind of a comic? Which and Bill Maher does this constantly. Targets the people because they're they're idiot Republicans or because they're old and in the way. And and he never targets the the powerful. He's a pathetic example of what comedy has become with these uh, liberals. John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. Right on. Well, that's why I don't watch him. Well, yeah. it's hard to watch. <laughs> when um, he goes on these rants, I mean, I always catch, I try to catch the new rules. He's got a couple of jokes in there, but uh, this, and then to watch S.E. Cup uh, all in. Oh, uh, why would you? 
Come on, man. Why would you do that when you have the president's podcast? I mean, seriously. You want some entertainment? You want some quality programming, my friend? You go to the president's podcast. Yeah, hit me. And uh, there's a couple of memes in here that we just need to be aware of. I want to work with Congress on this agenda wherever I can. But in this year of action, whenever I can take steps without legislation to expand opportunity for more American families, I will. I've got a pen and I've got a phone. All right. There you go. That's our president. Putin, Putin <laughs> is, is shooting bears. The pen. And the with his, he's riding horseback with his you know, bareback with his shirt off. Our president has a pen and a phone. Very, very sad. Talking about the emasculization. Uh, I have two clips that are about Syria. That Actually, a couple of Syrian clips. But I have the, the two that I want to play back to back. One of them is Susan Powers. Ah, this is uh, our new ambassador to the United Nations. She did a yes. little... Uh, they have a name for that thing. They call it a stakeout, I think. When, the, when she goes to the microphone at the United Nations. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's called this. Let me, I think that's, let me just, just check. If you go to video.state.gov, that's where I always, uh, I, saw, I think I saw this. It's, uh, let me see, let me see. Yes, Security Council stakeout. Stakeout. Well, I'm listening to her, and then there's this United Nations spokes guy who comes on at some time after her, and he's the, the number one guy under Banky Moon. Hmm. And I, I don't know, I can do this a lot of different ways, but I think it's just good to play them back-to-back because Powers has the masculine voice, and then you can hear what the, the guy sounds like. I note regime statements this morning describing a willingness to evacuate innocents. <laughs> uh, given that the regime up to this point has described just about anybody living in opposition territory uh, as a terrorist um, and has attacked them as such, uh, you know, we have reason on the basis of history to be very skeptical and frankly very concerned about anybody who falls into regime hands. Has been a city on the front. Is that, is that the one you wanted or not? The one that said there is UM ambassador. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I thought I had the wrong one. Hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Then okay, I had the guy. Then this I the had... male. Now you heard the female yeah, yeah. Yeah. The male voice. Now you're going to hear the guy. Rrr. The United Nations and humanitarian partners had prepositioned food, medical, and other basic supplies on the outskirts of homes, ready for immediate delivery as soon as the green light was given by the parties for safe passage. Aid staff are also on standby. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Jay Johnson, who was our brand new Secretary of uh, Department of Homeland Security, uh, who was interviewed by Jane Harmon. We know individuals from the U.S., Canada, and Europe are traveling to Syria to fight in the conflict. At the same time, extremists are actively trying to recruit Westerners, indoctrinate them, and see them return to their home countries with an extremist mission. That's pretty alarming stuff when you think about the, the thousands of, of, of folks that have gone to Syria either to folks. simply fight the Bashar al-Assad regime or to be trained. Folks! Well, no question about it. And, and some of those folks, folks. by the way, uh, Syria is pretty close to Russia, might try to go... Syria is pretty close to Russia. Uh, should we look at the map for a moment? <laughs> Jane Harmon? She really means geographically, John. This woman is such a more. She was a in Congress. Uh, it's, Syria is pretty close to Russia. Might try to go up through the Caucasus and attack at Sochi the too. The Caucasus. The Caucasus. It's like that's like ten thousand miles the other direction. 
How is she? How, am I crazy? Am, am I? Am I missing something? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. Siri's not at she's all. A, near. She's an idiot. So Siri is the. Is I'm trying the to F- get the distance. I'll give you in a second. Okay, and then, but here's the quote. Here's the money quote. Two. So Syria is the, is the Afghanistan of, of 2014. It's Woo! a new training is there ground the US can for do a about global terror. Well, we're trying. Our, our intelligence services are pretty good. Pretty good. And we're trying to find out who these folks are, where folks. they're going, and uh, <laughs> if we're good at uh, tracking where they are, uh, we will we will find them before they return and cause us harm. We'll I mean, kill them. Kill them with a drone. How far is uh, Syria from? Uh, it's uh, 1,500 miles. No, that's not that. Uh, that's not that. I thought it was further than that. It's still a three-hour flight. Yeah, it, it, these guys are on camels. Yeah, yeah, it would take about a couple months. But Syria is the new Afghanistan. This is very important because what she's saying is, I guess she's trying to tell us that terrorists come from Afghanistan, even though we know the terrorists were in Pakistan and, oh, I know, Germany. <laughs> That's where the terror cell was. And, oh, yeah, they were Saudi Arabians. Ugh. Okay. Turn off your television, people. Or turn it on when the president has a visitor. We had a visitor from a very highly ranked visitor at the White House. Sweet Mickey Martelli. Yeah. Of Haiti. And you'd never How guess. How did he get here? <laughs> on the, the car? On the Poop Express. Car with the, with the pontoons? On the, on the Poop Express. Of course, um, uh, to review, there are still approximately 150,000 people homeless. No, 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 no. No, that can't be. Because the uh, Clinton-Bush guys, <laughs> they took in billions and billions of dollars. And then people, we they just phoned need in for 10 a lot bucks of people a pop. want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. No, there's still uh, 150,000 people. No, these people should all be living in first-class accommodations by now. 150,000 people living in squalor, in tents, where rape and sickness. Of course, uh, the United Nations from uh, the uh, the Blue Helmets came in and gave everybody uh, uh, cholera. Cholera. And was pooping that people are dying. Yeah. Thousands. And the United Nations refuses to pay a nickel. Thousands re- of people die. Uh, ret- uh, what is it? Uh, restitution. And uh, just horrible, horrible. Of course, we have the the Bill Clinton suite at the new hotel. We we have all that all going. We know that's in the, the we've got the gold and mineral rights up there in the hills. But one hundred and fifty thousand people, by the UN's own admission, and billions of dollars missing, just missing. No one knows where it is. And I haven't forgotten the big George Clooney Oh, yeah, benefit. Clooney was there. At the Clooney to the benefit and Bon benefit. Jovi before. Everyone was, oh, my gosh, oh, so horrible. How quickly we forget. Um, but our president will just play along. Now at the four-year anniversary uh, of that tragic event uh, that devastated such a large portion uh, of uh, Haiti, not only Haiti, but uh, also uh, devastated the Haitian economy. Uh, the good news is oh, good news. that uh, because of not just the mobilization of international support, uh, which the U.S. helped to lead, but also because of uh, strong uh, leadership from the Haitian people themselves. And You'll recall that you know there was like there were riots, there was all this f- fake elections. They, the, the guy they wanted the, was the other musician. He got a big head, and they kicked him out and said, "Get the fuck out! You, you, you don't be flying on the private jets, you moron." 
There was like all the scandal. We remember this stuff. We track it. We're not falling for this, you liar. Liar. Uh, President uh, Martelli, uh, we've begun to see progress. Progress. The economy is growing. Oh. Security is improving. Security is improving, John. Economy is growing. How about the 150,000 people in the tents? Uh, infrastructure's uh, getting rebuilt. Oh, we're rebuilding the rubble. Uh, rubble's been removed. I'm sorry. We're re removing, the, removing the rubble. Removing the rubble. Uh, you know, health facilities are beginning to uh, open up. Uh, schools are. Uh, health facilities are. Does this. Is he. Is he. He must be high. How can you sit there and lie like this? And where is the media? Just, excuse me. Starting to get back into place and businesses are starting to return to Haiti. Uh, it's been a very slow and difficult uh, process. Uh, and I think we are all recognizing that we have a lot more work to do. Uh, but my main message today to the president and to the people of Haiti is that uh, the American people are committed to standing with you in this process. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, all the children of Haiti can look forward to... To uh, pooping in your tent, oh, the children of Haiti. This is horrible. Opportunity. Opportunity. Oh, I'm sorry. Making what? Baseballs? And prosperity and security. Security. Prosperity and security. This is the one that really makes me angry. Uh, and uh, I'm very encouraged by the fact that uh, Haiti has now made progress on uh, an election law that could ensure uh, elections this year. And, yeah, we can uh, bring more, the same shills in again. Uh, help to resolve some of the political uh, roadblocks that have political roadblocks. Oh, you mean the corruption and the ballot box stuffing and the lying and the cheating? Uh, stalled some progress uh, in the country, and I appreciate the president's efforts on that front. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, where we can help in other uh, reforms that uh, I know he cares about, uh, such areas as human rights and oh. uh, prison reform. Prison uh, reform. Uh, dealing with... Uh, prison issues. reform. It is <laughs> it's laughable. It's just laughable. Corruption. Uh, that uh, are inhibitors to progress in any country, uh, including ours. And uh, now he's just making it up. We will continue uh, to stand by uh, Haitian democracy, <laughs> uh, Haitian leadership, and the Haitian people uh, in Give them their uh, this money. slow and steady progress uh, that needs to take place. So, uh, Mr. President, welcome. Uh, we're very uh, proud of our relationship with Haiti, and we look forward to deepening it. Now, if if you're um, if you're this guy. What would you do if you just got this from the president of the United States, who clearly is, is all in on keeping you in there so that uh, you can run drugs through the country and uh, have cheap labor? What would you do? I'd say, Mr. President, where's the billions of dollars collected by the Bush-Clinton Foundation, the billions of dollars collected by the marathon event that they had on all TV stations? Around the globe. The that's what I'd ask. Yeah. Years to come. No. Thank you, Mr. President. I'd like to first thank the people of the United States. Oh, you're welcome. You're more than welcome. You're welcome. Government and you, Mr. President, for always standing by the Haitian people. No, I just standing by. <laughs> wait, but wait, wait for it. I'd also like to acknowledge the presence of the First Lady. Oh, yes. <laughs> Compliment the President's wife. That's what you got to do. Michelle Obama in Haiti after the earthquake. Yeah. I'd like to thank her for her support also. Through this meeting, Mr. President, I hope we have 
a chance to discuss matters pertaining to security, security in Haiti, security in the region, our ability to fight together narco-traffic. Ah, there it is. To fight narco-traffic. Uh-huh. Sure. Now you disgust me. Yeah. I know it's a pet peeve of yours. Yeah, yeah, but not enough to play the, uh, the jingle, but yeah, it's, it is a big pet peeve. Interesting train route uh, being set up. Oh, another one? A new one? Yeah, yeah, this is a new one. So we have the Strait of Hormuz, which is very important. Uh, of course, that's... Uh, does Iran control that? I think they do, right? I believe so. Yeah. And it's uh, very important uh, to be able to get uh, primarily, of course, uh, oil and uh, and freight through this uh, channel. It's 21. If You should really pull up a map to see the Strait of Hormuz. Um, uh, are you doing it? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do it right All now. Right. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll do it with you. It's kind of cool, this. Strait of Hormuz. See if I get, here's a nice map. All right, here's the map. So we got the strait there. You got uh, Iran on the right-hand side. And uh, on the left-hand side, you got Oman. Now, I need to zoom out a little. Actually, the strait itself is, is really bordered on the north by uh, Iran. And Oman is at the bottom. Oh, you're looking at it at an angle. Yeah, it depends on how your globe is turned. Oh, yeah, if yeah. you're looking at it, right, yeah. if I flip it over. It does kind of yeah, depend okay. on how you look at it. Okay. Um, you're right. So what they're doing now, I just have to zoom out for some reason. Google doesn't want to zoom out very well on me. Uh, what they're doing is instead of going through, the, if you look on the left, Oman, instead of just going through the straits, they are building a $3 billion railroad uh, through Oman. Who's they? Oman. 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 On the left. Oman. Our, the Oman National Railway Company are going to take over the Straits business, and they're going to build this um, railway from south to north, right parallel to the Strait, all the way up into the mountains to uh, Muscat. And they plan to have this thing done in a year and a half. And this is all part of that GCC, you know, that, um, that, uh, that the Chiners are a part of and, uh, you know, that the Russians want to be a part of. Everyone's, you know, building the big railways everywhere. So they're just trying to bypass all of these, all of these waterways. So, you're, okay, I'm looking at, let's say, we're, oh, so there's going to be a railway that runs from Oman through Duke, the UAE. Up through, yes, like, near yes, Qatar yes, and yes. then through Bahrain, all the way up. Kuwait. Yep. And all up. the way up. Yep, all the way up. So instead of going through the strait and then going to any of those ports, they'll be, and this mountain's here. Where's uh, it going to start at? Muscat? I think so, yeah, Muscat, yeah. So you, 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 you dock there, you pour all your stuff out, put it on the train, goes all the way through the mountains in the friendly territory, you see. Right, through Saudi Arabia. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's a $3 billion. This, well, that's because everyone's freaked out about the straightest of, of course, Hormuz of being course. a choke point. Of course. And along those lines, I learned that the, um, this was a pretty interesting, delays to the Panama Canal, which we've been we've been looking at, so that we have the Chinese. One of the few news outlets that looks at that. <laughs> yeah. Why would anyone look at it? so boring. Um, so the Chinese are, are building their own 
canal in through Nicaragua. I'm not quite sure what the status is, but trust me, the Chinese know what they're doing. So the uh, expansion of the Panama Canal is, um, I'll read you the headline here, delays to the $5.25 billion expansion of the Panama Canal will extend a surge in rates for vessels hauling liquefied petroleum gas to Asia from the U.S. Aha! Now we kind of know why this is in play. It's going to cost us a lot more money to uh, ship the same amount of uh, liquefied gas that we wanted to that we want to ship if we don't have this uh, canal expansion. As long as the Panama Canal remains unfit for taking VLGCs, the very large gas carriers, it's going to have a positive impact on the freight market. Assuming ex- exports continue as normal volumes will continue to be shipped, rates for VLGCs will rise to $45,000 a day, up from $30,000. Mm. So this is bi- a lot. This is a big increase. These, yeah, these 50%. are 50%. Exactly. These are big, big, big forces at play here. Well, I mean, the Keystone Pipeline, of course, which is going to be part of this scheme, mm-hmm, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah. runs through the country and it goes down to those refiners that are in the Gulf Coast, which it has to go to get out of there to China. They got to go through the Panama Canal. Yep, got to. Now, the West Coast refiners, not too many of them deal with this particular product. Yeah, but the Japan really needs our, our gas badly because they shut down all of the nuclear Huh. Yeah, so they're going to gouge us. That's interesting. Yeah. Of course, you know, uh, this, this is the banking dispute, so it's kind of hard to tell who exactly is, is yeah, behind the gouging. gouging. who yeah. and who's, yeah. where's the money going? It's hard to tell. Uh, but we got to be careful because, you know, if they delay that long enough, the Chinese are going to go, hello, Nicaragua, and they're going to open that up. Yeah, they're probably just because everything in China is best price. Mm-hmm. They will give us a better deal. For sure. And Even if they're competing with us, they'll give us a better deal. And I would be amiss if I did not mention that uh, apparently the Federal Reserve has issued a warning for bank drills and system stress testing on the 15th and 16th of February. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, of course, this is what we, uh, we have a false flag warning for this type of activity. Always have to be looking out for something weird going down. His memo well, came the next, out. Next uh, uh, area within the six week cycle is actually March 15th. Hmm. So we have to kind of note that. I, this, I don't think it would well, this, much. So this, but, is, this is the last thing that, that, that I really have that I wanted to share today. Um, I'm pretty sure, let me see, where is it here? Oh, yeah. I'm sure when it happened, when, when it first was reported, which was months ago, there was this attack on a Silicon Valley um, or yeah, northern northern San, uh, northern California power station. Oh and, yeah, I keep forgetting to bring that up too. What do you think of that? Um, well, let's explain what it is first. Okay, so apparently six months ago, and it was caught yeah. on camera. Um, some bad actors went in uh, with, um, I think, automatic rif- uh, uh, assault rifles, and they shot out. 17 or 18 transformers at this one power station. Now, here's the weird thing. The reporting uh, concludes that the shell casings had no fingerprints. 
that there were rock formations consistent with you know a very well organized um operation uh and there is some video it's very tough to see what's really going on in the video but they did succeed in uh, in effectively blowing up the trans the that power state that substation and of course power was uh, diverted uh and it, it all worked out what's what's weird is that it's only coming out now and it's only being really discussed now although i've we've seen this report for weeks if not months but certainly not six months i don't think no no we this is only within the last couple of weeks actually so i got this report uh, an interview with a guy named jenkins who's from the rand corporation and he was on al jazeera america um, and I, he said so, a couple of things that were very interesting. I cut it down because it was a very long interview because Al Jazeera has no commercials, uh, so they can just talk forever. Uh, I liked what he was saying, and you know, Rand Corporation, these guys, you don't really often see Rand Corporation guys on news channels. Very rarely. So I, th- I figured that was interesting by itself. Uh, there, of course, have been no arrests. We don't know what motive might have been behind this attack. But a former vice president of Pacific Gas and Electric said recently that this wasn't an incident where Billy Bob and Joe decided after a few brewskis to come in and shoot up a substation. I'm very disappointed that that's not what was going on because that <laughs> that's my idea of a Saturday night. Damn. Uh, he said that this was a very well thought out attack and that they targeted specific components. What does that tell you? Well, that suggests that they had uh, had either done their homework or potentially they had inside knowledge of how the system works. Um, you know, we, we, we look at these we look at these facilities. There's an array of transformers and, and power lines uh, to the ordinary outsider. Uh, it's mystifying. One wouldn't know which one to fire uh, to fire rounds at, which ones to go after. The fact that in this case it's uh, reported that they were targeting specific components does suggest a degree of more sophisticated knowledge. All right, and John Wellingoff, uh, the former chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, has said that he believes it was an act of domestic terrorism and that it was likely a dress rehearsal for a bigger terror plot that could take down the U.S. power grid and black out much of the country. Uh, again, what... This is a... Now I'm, he's got my attention. I'm like, okay... And now the Rand guy comes out of the blue with something that I had completely forgotten. You may still remember. What do you think? I, I, I can say that. I mean, we certainly have seen in, in our own history in the United States uh, attacks by terrorists on the power grid. In fact, in, in years past, uh, there were attacks on, on the same power grid that was attacked last, uh, uh, last April. Ah, John, can you recall? Last April? No, no. He says oh, in the power? past, I don't know. No, many, I, I mean, ma- I'm sure if, if I'm more reminded, I could. So this is very interesting. What he's saying is on the exact same power grid, similar attacks, but many, many years ago. 1970s, a group calling itself the New World Liberation Front. Do you remember the New World Liberation Front? Vaguely. They are the people that targeted Nancy Pelosi. The reason why she always said she had a gun. Huh. Interesting, huh? Uh, carried out a bombing campaign uh, directed against the electrical power grid and caused some fairly uh, serious blackouts in Sausalito and in, in San Jose. So it's certain. Were you there that time or were you not in the, in the Valley area in the 70s? I uh, <laughs> should have been. <laughs> not un 
unprecedented. But to carry out a major attack that would bring down the system nationwide, that would require hitting a, a number of specific points simultaneously to preclude the possibility that the authorities could, could reroute power. Well, I think he's setting us up there. That's how to do it. Well, here's the, the way I'm looking at this is that, again, this would be ideal for the March 15th uh, six-week event. Mm. They bring this up now. Why? Yeah, exactly. To get it, you could have just let it let sleeping dogs lie. What's the point of now bringing it up unless there's it's a prelude to something that the government's doing? Well, he has one more zinger in here in his last thirty seconds. And U.S. officials warn about attacks on electric power facilities and on the grid. The first thing that most often comes to mind is a somehow sophisticated computer hackers somehow getting malware and shutting us down. Is that you think the bigger threat? Now listen to what he says. I don't know that it's the bigger one. Uh, certainly we've seen more activity in the cyber area as opposed to the area of physical uh, 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 sabotage. And that's simply because we are now so dependent on these information systems because there are so many people with this uh, technical know-how which has become increasingly available. And we also see a lot of activity because it's, it's, uh, it's criminally driven. That is, there's, there are commercial opportunities here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he doesn't he just say it? It's like, oh, it's criminally driven by the, the the computer industry who are criminals and want business opportunities to sell governments a bunch of hooey. Yeah, it was something we should get in on. Well, I'm thinking, uh, for one thing, the question was weird. It was planted because if somebody's going out of their way to shoot up a place and then they're targeting certain components. It's got nothing to do with cyber. No. At all. No. There's no connection. But he even said it. He said, well, I'm not so convinced. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And that would actually be really good because the defense contractors and, you know, everyone's all in on cyber. Perfect to have an old school attack. So oh, People, we need more military crap there. We need, you know, yeah, we need guards. personnel and tanks and... Well, they're, they're going to do something with these kids from Afghanistan when they bring them back. They can yeah. put them around these places. Yeah, no, I, I'm, fe I'm not feeling I, too now good I got a this. clip that'll make you roll your eyes. No, this has got to be the last one. I'm cutting you off. This is just too funny. So this is... Um, Don't make it Thom Hartman. I, I'm going to make it Thom Hartman. Uh. It's the Radcast. Uh, this, I'm going to set it up. <laughs> this is what he's added this, not to his RT report, but to his regular daily radio show. He has added this ludicrous segment of his show. And just tell me what you think when you're done hearing it. I'm Marlise Munoz. According to Radcast.org, we're seeing the higher levels of radiation leaving the states for the most part. But we should be seeing the rise of fallout once again in a few more days. <laughs> Lakewood, Colorado is reporting 66 counts per minute with spikes to 90. And Charleston, West Virginia is averaging 43 with highs of 65 <laughs> counts per minute. Colorado Springs, Colorado is sitting at 65 counts per minute with spikes of 94. And Oxford, Michigan is hovering at 29 with highs of 71 counts per minute. Frederick, Wisconsin is reporting 46 counts per minute with spikes to 80. And Spear, Spearfish, South Dakota is sitting at 50 with highs of 83 counts per minute. 
Salisbury, Massachusetts is hovering at 81 counts per minute with spikes all the way up to 122. And Ithaca, New York is averaging 41 with highs of 65 counts per minute. Redcast.org's alert level is 100 counts per minute. However, they remind us that there is no such thing as a safe level of radiation. (laughs) Okay, I got it. Very smart of you, uh, and I caught it. First of all, Radcast. So these are the radiation levels of Fukushima, I'm sure. We're all dying from Fukushima. And he brings out Spearfish. Yeah. Which is landlocked. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I was listening. One of our donors is from Spearfish. He must be dying from the rad count. Now, the funny thing is when they hit Massachusetts, they had the numbers all go up, which makes no sense because the distance from one place to another. Hold on one second. Stop. Just stop. This was so ridiculous. Yeah, no, I agree. That I'm going to give this to you. I'm giving it to you. Late but not forgotten or whatever. That, That is so ridiculous. He is reading... It's like it's like it's uh like it's the weather like yeah like the fishery report yeah, yeah. or the right the sunset sunrise Jeez, what a dick he's an idiot now but the thing i want to point out is that even with this bull crap which is can't last no it, it would seem logical that if there's radiation coming from fukushima which there's not it would be higher on the west coast than the east coast but the, all the east coast numbers are really high never explained of course that especially massachusetts is just laden with radioactive radon. Radon, yeah. If you live in in Massachusetts, you usually get a radon detector. We had it in Jersey. We had it in New Jersey. We had to have a a radon detector. Yeah, because the the earth and the East Coast ground is oozing radon. Yeah, you you cannot buy a house without a radon survey. Right, and then many times you have to put like this... uh, like either covering, you got to do different things to keep, because the radon is a gas and it comes into the house and everyone's breathing it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's horrible. But and you grow, an extra, you grow an extra eye. It's really crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Was that it? Oh, they, yeah, okay. Plays it seriously. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, uh, thank you very much. That was very depressing. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, we didn't get to any Turkey stuff or Central African Republic. We're bad. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about them in the newsletter, and because uh, my thinking now is the poppies are going to be moved there. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, they got because we're leaving Afghanistan. We got to put the poppy someplace else. Well, for sure, and I have a report for uh, for Thursday. For sure, we are ramping up big time, uh, and Djibouti, of course, is the main base. Uh, that's our. That's it's. At Djibouti, I saw. I saw a video of Djibouti. They got Subway. They got Burger King. It's just like Basra. It's unbelievable. The Djibouti base is. Whew. Huh. So we're launching everything from Djibouti. And makes uh, sense. Yeah, and so it makes sense. We need to start. Uh, yeah, well, let's. We should check out the uh, the Earth, the climate, uh, the poppy growing climate there. In, I did. Uh, I've got all the maps. Oh, good. Okay, fantastic. That will be coming your way Thursday. Remember to support us, Dvorak.org slash NA, here in FEMA Region 6 in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody, my name's Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's raining, I'm John C. Dvorak. And we'll be back on Thursday right here on your No Agenda. And you can always follow me on Twitter. The at- best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org
slash n a